it's time for a bonus, a bonus episode. I love episodes of theater, 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 theater. We're going off the beaten path, off the beaten path. We're off. Hey, y'all. Hello. Uh, no, 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 it's a totally different one. It's a totally different one. He's just singing that because there's no memorable Marvel theme. That's not true. It's they have like eight bars. The Avengers one is fine. They have eight bars. Your eight bars. Your eight bars. Okay. I, I am Speaking much more than bars. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> um, bars. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Um, oh, yeah. Go ahead, CJ. Oh, I just Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm just Let's so excited it. because I finally like front loaded all of the dance material for show number one that I'm choreographing for, and I know I mentioned before that I was really scared about getting back. Um, and then it turns out that during quarantine, I figured my shit out and I'm not as big a procrastinator as I was before. So I was much better prepared. I loved the material I was teaching and then everyone had a great time while learning and I'm stoked about it. And it's kind of just been a lovely religious experience for me this last week. Yeah, I That's can't see great. it. I it's can't been... go. I can't see it. <laughs> I'm just fucking You don't even know when it is. I, I do know. I actually do know what it is. Oh, okay. but, it's, uh, um, but no, no, that's, no, exciting, that, that's, that's great. Rad. And getting back into the space and doing all that. Bailey, you've had the chance to be working on theater for a little while. Yeah, and, but and if, you I'm, the, if you want the truth, I'm not getting to do a lot of creative stuff right now. So I love hearing that you're getting to do that. But also, Siege, I'm the exact opposite. I am way bigger procrastinator than I was before COVID. <laughs> And I'm guess, already pretty bad. I'm ADHD ridden. I've the the my challenge has been over the past eight weeks is since I acquired two jobs at the same time, mm-hmm. one of them being a theater job and one of them just being a day job, is just purely getting my brain to work again and the waves of anxiety about not being prepared or not knowing things and not being ready for either of the jobs. But it has been exciting. We will have our first table read this coming Wednesday. And yeah, and that's, we, we, I got to sit through auditions and watching people come in and go, just watching people's reactions to being able to come in to do a live audition for theater after a year and a half to two years of not having that. Like people just came in jacked up, ready to perform and get off a little bit. And so that's been cool. So I feel you siege like just, and just getting prepared and getting your brain working again, but to get it working creatively is is a thrill. I think something that recalibrated during quarantine whether it was covid or political stuff or i don't know i it might just be my own personal life stuff of it's like my my feelings of anxiety have been recalibrated towards completely different things Mm -hmm. and so now theater is just kind of left for oh I'm good at this. This makes me feel good. This is a great outlet for the shitty anxiety. And I don't know. I just think my, I got recalibrated in a good way. I think Right. my old cat just arrived. She's yelling. Sorry, y'all. No. 
and we should uh, segue into into just talking that we got to go. CJ and I got to go to Bailey's place of work last night, the Pasadena Playhouse, <gasps> and got to see a marvelous, joyous production of Head Over Heels. I sincerely just had a fucking blast. Um, I have worked. I've worked at the Playhouse before. Um, but to come in to see the whole space reconfigured and the way that that floor was used and the way that the, the balcony was used and the stage, the actual proscenium stage was used as audience space and to have, be interactive on the floor and have a show going on around you with a full band and lights and glitter and, you know, all of the amazing stuff and just fantastic performances. It was just a fucking treat, man. Thank you for getting us tickets. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Siege, did you have fun? I did. Well, I mean, I fangirled out so fucking hard over Alaska Thunderfuck. She's mm-hmm. so good. Um, She's and, so good. and I mean, all the performances were great. And then uh, the performer that, that was uh, Big Boo on Orange is the New Black. Leah Delaria. Yeah. I I'd totally forgotten that Leah was in it and mm-hmm. then got stoked all over again. Yeah. Um, She's great. And I what when, a force of nature. Yeah, yeah. When we were yeah. driving home, I turned to Scott and I said, "Like, it just makes me excited to be doing and seeing theater at this time where it's like theater's all over the fucking place. Like, I get stoked by something like last night that is it's unlike anything I've ever been to before." And but I can also get stoked about seeing a language play or, you know, I just there's so many different things out there. And it just makes me excited to be part of the community, whether it's performing or watching, you know. Mm, yeah, agreed. And, you know, I, I, I love the show so much. The The whole entire cast is incredible. Every single one of yes. them. Um, please come check it out. There's uh, it, we closed December 12th. Uh, so uh, come so fill that dance floor Sunday, right? What? It's a week from Sunday, right? Probably, Sunday the twelfth. Yeah. Um, and so please come check it out if you're in the LA area or have the means to get out here. Uh, we have one person who has seen the show uh, on Broadway, like I think it was like fifty times or something crazy, and then has seen our show almost every single performance. Um, she's incredible, and will be receiving uh, like a gift on closing night and things. Oh, There's I no way that. she listens to this podcast, so it's I'm not giving anything away. But right. um, <laughs> uh, but I will tell you. Uh, uh, speaking of community and, and the theater uh, community, we did lose someone in the community. Oh, uh, yeah. You want to talk about that, Scott? Yeah, Anthony Shear, uh, Sir Anthony Shear, uh, an amazing, amazing career in yeah. the theater, almost not exclusively in the theater, but primarily focused on theater. Um, he is the husband of the artistic director of the Royal Shakespeare Company, and he was honorary artistic director, um, passed away. Uh, most people probably know him best as The Shrink uh, in uh, Shakespeare in Love, where yeah. he's m- marvelous, and I'm here yeah. to help you. I'm here to help you. <laughs> uh, but he also wrote um, one of the most amazing books on acting, on the experience of acting, which is Year of the King, which uh, where he uh, chronicles his journey in doing a production of Richard the Third, and what had happened at the beginning was he had torn his Achilles during a performance of King Lear playing the fool Mm. and was put on crutches. And so as he starts to prep for 
Richard III, he's he's on crutches all the time. So he starts doing these push-ups and these upper body routines. So he ends up incorporating that into the character. And they create this, the, the artisans who did uh, the makeup for the Elephant Man movie created his hump on his yeah. back. And he basically spends the entire thing sword fighting, moving around stage on crutches. Um, and But it's just an amazing book to read in terms of just an actor trying to figure it out and trying to tackle a role. And Yeah, and, he's a legend. And, and it's just a sad loss. One of the greats. Yeah. It is a sad loss. And a lot of people's heroes... Uh, he's he's a lot of people's hero. Um, he's one of my heroes. Um, and uh, weird segue, but speaking of heroes, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, well done. <laughs> welcome to Theater Theater, the theater podcast for theater people, uh, nerds, theater nerds. I'm Jay Bailey Burcham. I'm C.J. Merriman, and I'm Scott Leggett. That's right, and we're each. Each week, oh God, I forgot the intro. Each week we discuss, debate, and disseminate the works of playwrights, usually. But we're, we're going off the rails. We're going all the way off the rails what? for the end of 2022. 2020. What year is it? 2021. 20, 2021. 2020. 2020. <laughs> this will be our last Grammit series. Grammit, Stu. God damn it. Our, our last series of the year. We fin- technically have finished our season. We're in bonus, bonus material territory, but it's great. It's great. Yeah, so we're doing a lot of bonus material before we head into uh, a little break. We might put out some some artist spotlights and some little miniature episodes here and there to talk about things happening in the theater world or some Ellie spotlights and whatnot. But 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 but, 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 but today, <laughs> and probably next week because we're probably going to be here for a minute. Um, <laughs> today we're talking about something that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, something we talk about on this podcast way too much for being a theater podcast. And we decided, you know, we don't have a massive listenership. We don't have, like, some kind of number we're trying to hit. We don't really care too much uh, what kind of episodes we're putting up, apparently. So we're doing... Because we just did a musical. uh, For the record, I think quite a few few people enjoyed that. I'm sure they did. I'm I got sure more ne- messages on that one than I have on other ones. So. That's fantastic. Yeah, we got a new review since then, which we'll read because it's <laughs> yes, fucking insane. Remind me about that at the end. But I will tell you, um, today, we're talking about a uh, all of our pick. We all decided to do this. This is Theater Theater Presents, the discussion of... The Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. The entirety of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, the, the, the way that we're going to structure this, right, and, uh-huh. and help me guys if I'm missing anything, I think the, the best way to structure this is that we are going to step through from the beginning, from Iron Man, from the top of the MCU, and we are going to tell what, our, what that movie is ranked in our ranking. Because, right. you know, Bailey loves ranking shit. Bailey loves ranking shit. I love that stinger because it's true. <laughs> I love ranking shit. And I think the best way, though, rather than just, like, ranking it all from the, like we did with Harry Potter, I think we need to step through, defend our rankings for each through the timeline. And then we're going to do a performance review of, like, the top few people in each one. Hopefully we'll hit, like, all the major players by the time we do that. Um, and anyone who's like major, who's introduced in a movie, we'll talk about them then. Like when Don Cheadle steps in as War Machine, we'll talk about him then, right? So 
y'all have anything you want to say before we get started? Do you have anything well, you're feeling before well, we, we just jump in? We should say that we're doing the 26 films that have been theatrically released thus yeah. far. Um, so we're not including the new Spider-Man, which comes out in just a few weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're not including um, the now four Disney Plus shows, which one day we'll incorporate into that. And there, there are those that consider those series, each series, its own movie. And that's fair assessment, I guess, of it. Like where they. However, go. I have put them into the ranking, and I will tell you where you, they are. Y'all okay. totally should talk. No, about I'm going them. to I just because it's. I'm yet. obsessed with it, and I'll just let you know where they are. They are not numbered, though. I have not numbered them into this, so I'll just let you know where they are when I do the final ranking at the end. But that's just a, just right. a thing. Um, and then let's... this is part one, so we'll do the number one through thirteen. Probably, yeah, and, and then, then the, we'll do, do the back we'll half. Back, yeah. Then we will read all of our rankings, because we'll have already defended them and done all the, the talking that we want to do. We'll read through them, uh, and then that's pretty much that's pretty much it. I think it's going to be super fun. Yeah. Uh, if you want to join in on this heroic adventure with us, then come <laughs> on along. Um, CJ, do you have a breakdown for the entire cinematic universe of Marvel, or no? I, no, I That's don't. That's fine. I'm, I just, <laughs> I like the stinger, I, so I just I, wanted to hear it. <laughs> I literally thought of that five minutes before. I was like, I didn't do a breakdown for these, and I'm like, there's so many. No, do um, it for the entire universe. No, it's fine. Uh, here's um, my breakdown. CJ's breakdown. Superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you know that actually Marvel and DC are the only properties that can use the words superheroes? Correct. I didn't know that. Yeah. There's no like no other comic book like you can't you can't use superheroes. They own that. Um, it's trademarked. I don't know it's why. It's like the Happy both, Birthday but... song. It's two tiny little old ladies. Yeah. That are yeah. like you can't sing that on a TV show. Yeah. It's ours. No, it um, always becomes some weirdo other birthday. Happy Happy Birthday, <laughs> Happy Happy Birthday. Ah, uh, we just wrote it here on the spot, so no rights need to be used. I just want to say that um, I I never like I know there's so many people out there that have read the comic books and and have been followers of this before the movies even came out. I was an enormous, and I know that this is Fox, but I was an enormous X-Men cartoon fan in the 90s. Yeah. So yeah, much so. Badass, yeah. So much so that, like, I was made fun of it. Right. Made fun uh, of for it, it. By, for it, whatever, because the Midwest You were teased. Fucking stoner. Um, yeah. No, it was when I was a kid. They made fun of me because I liked that cartoon. No, you're just no, I'm now. saying because that's you why you can't this word. Um, <laughs> no, I get that. I totally get that. Yeah, I want to know like what y'all like are coming from. Like, first of all, I want to know like what your relationship with Marvel is in general, but also like what is your criteria for the ranking today? Yeah, that's a because good question. I I was too siege. I was a huge X Men, uh, the animated series, and Spider Man the animated series, mm. uh, the one in the nineties. Um, we're both really and the Batman series in the ninety uh, animated series. Those in the were 90s. all was, huge. Yeah, they, they Those were all huge. Nineties were big for it. Yeah, they. Oh yeah, them. I had all the underwear. Prince of those things like you know what i mean like i did so i'm i i was a huge 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 marvel kid because then i went on to read the comics because of those animated series right um and then every 
animated series that would come out after that, X-Men Evolution, like things that were even in like deep into the 2000s that I was like, I don't care. I love it. I'm in for it. I love learning new mutants. I love learning new powers. I love when they take a storyline from the comics and they dip it into the to an episode and it just it fucking rocks. Um, the, the They're doing a reboot of the X-Men animated mm-hmm. series on Disney Plus. It's called X-Men 97. <gasps> And uh, one of my dear friends, Aniwa, is uh, playing one of the roles. She hasn't announced who it is yet, but she uh, she's playing one of the one of the major mutants on it. And I I can only assume she's either Storm or someone of that nature because she is a uh, phenomenal uh, British Ugandan uh, actress who I just think is like one of my favorite people. I uh, went to Kenya uh, with uh, Aniwa. Actually, she was part of that trip, and she's just. with Keela and I, and she's just uh, a, f- a force, and that show's gonna be fucking awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> We're gonna all watch it together every week. Um, yeah. What about you, Scott? Like, what was your like Marvel background? Because I've read a good amount of these comics. Yeah, I've read chunks over different periods of my life. I was an X Men fan way back in the day when I was a, a teenager and Wolverine fan. And then I got into Iron Man um, for a, a lot of, uh, for a long time. And then I had a roommate. Really? Worked... Yeah. You got for... into Iron Man? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. The the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I love Hey, X-Men We'll talk about and... it when we get to the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, and, uh, but then I got into, you know, I touched base on all of them. I think Thor was the one that I was least, into I was into Hulk for a long time, and then I got into like you know all the, the sub the She Hulks and the Hulk teams and the Red Hulks and all that stuff. And sure. then I had Planet a room, Hulk. yeah. And then I had a roommate who was a worked at a comic book store, and then he would just sort of give me stuff. You know, I read uh, 1692, uh, which was a Neil Gaiman comic, which was imagining the Marvel universe set in. Uh, you know, in that period of time. So it right. it was cool. really interesting. And, um, but yeah, so that's, that's my experience. My criteria is interesting in how I form this. I was watching Ted Lasso rewatching season two, a couple of days ago. And there was, um, a great moment between coach beard and, and Ted Lasso where they're talking about the gin blossoms. Like it's, it's like, uh, it's like your favorite gin blossom song, uh, you know, uh, Hey jealousy. And, and Ted's like, no, no, no. Hey jealousy is gin blossoms. Best song. My favorite gin blossom song is follow me down. And, and the distinction between what's my favorite and what I recognize as better, as mm-hmm. a better filmmaking or better storytelling as opposed to favorites and then finding that balance. But when going through this and kind of reading up over the past few weeks, knowing we were going to do it, I found like some interesting articles that had me thinking. And I feel like there is a distinct linchpin that will, I think is already, if this theory plays out and I think it's already proving to be correct, uh, is makes it, 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 there's there's something that everything is based on and hangs on in it in a way that it will change over time and i'm interested i can't wait to talk about that great cj what's your criteria um i think and I your found... background if you have more than just the animated series X-Men. well i i actually have a question uh where <laughs> where do the teenage mutant ninja turtles fall in all of this so teenage mutant ninja turtles began as like a black and white joke 
comic. It wasn't real. It was and sort it was of like a insanely violent, and it was yeah. insanely violent. Um, is it, and, but is it with either of the universes? No, it's no, its no, own, no, no. It's its own thing. It was just dudes. It like I, okay, almost like a mad mad magazine kind of thing. But it was it was just like a, a thing. And then I don't even know the I don't know all the origin origins. Go look it up. I'm sure there's like way more to it. But basically, then it got turned into because of its popularity, it got turned into a like more happy comic for kids that mm-hmm. was sort of still like a silly comic and yeah. then i think fox bought it or somebody bought, bought it. it it got it got bought up like i know that gallagher the comedian who smashes watermelons right with a sledgehammer, <laughs> he right. he became an investor and and sure. I, I don't think he solely owned the rights but he basically owned bought bought into the rights for the original black and white so I think he still makes money off of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And this is yeah, before it was not for in kids. Universe. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're not, not in, in universe. Anyway, yeah. Siege, besides that. Uh, that was just another kind of like, I, I know they're not quite the same, but like superhero-esque type of no, thing. No, absolutely. I, like I was obsessed with TMNT. Day, um, every day. TMNT. TMNT. It. <laughs> um, it's but... an hour of turtle power. <laughs> we had them on cassette tape. We had like six episodes on cassette tape at home. Hell yeah. Um, I got some right here. <clears throat> um, but with X-Men, I wanted to be Rogue. Yeah. And I was madly in love with Gambit. Which yeah, probably Gambit explains was a lot guy. of my dating choices. In my <laughs> Gambit was my guy, but I wanted to be Beast. Beast is so Kelsey bad. Grammer. Beast, well, no, but sure. I do. I don't hate his performance, but the Beast in the in the comics and the Beast, the Hank, Hank Aaron in the or not Hank Aaron. What's his name? Hank. Um, that's the fucking ball player. Hank. Yeah. Um, McCoy. Hank McCoy is like is like my guy. Like, He's I just, and what's his name so in the good. in like first class in the Matthew Vaughn ones? What's his name? Oh yeah, yeah, Nick. Um, Nick. Um, Nicholas. Holt. Nicholas Holt. Yeah, he's great. Nick Holt from from Skins and The Favorite and About a Boy. About a, a Boy. Yeah. He's um he's one of my guys too actually. I love that actor. Uh anyway, so uh th- he he puts in a good performance as well. X-Men is solid. At some point hopefully that'll get into the MCU. They do own it now, Disney. Uh so hopefully or not own it, but they are allowed to use it or whatever. Right. Or no, they own it cuz Fox Fox owned it, right? So they do own it. Oh right. What? Yes. No. The <laughs> they X-Men... own X Men and Fantastic Four now. They do not own Spider Man. Spider Man co- is they still co own Spider Man in in a weird capacity. It's all weird. And the same... it's like a weird divorce thing. It's Kramer versus Kramer. There's this really fucked up thing where they're basically like having to share Peter Parker, the divorced child, uh, the the child of divorce. Um, Poor Tom. It's really Holland. sad. And anyway, same... no, we love Tom Holland. We should say <laughs> too. Fine. It's a, it's the same with the Hulk. So they have the rights to use the Hulk in team movies, but oh. they can't make another solo uh, Hulk movie without having Universal folded into. Well, they're making a like, She-Hulk, so I don't know. They, but yeah, they, they own, are. but they own She-Hulk, but they don't own Hulk Hulk full out weird. and to do a so, like the, the licensing like shit it. that happened over the years because. At one point, Marvel was struggling financially a lot and had to right. They had to take out, out of, their rights to no. They had Sony. to take out a huge loan from Merrill Lynch to even make Iron Man. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's this crazy thing. Anyway, um, what's your criteria, Siege? Um, I think I've just noticed uh, for me because there's so many of these movies I've only seen once now. For me, it was I kind of went with our playwright 
um, and play ranking ideas of like, what did I remember the most? Yeah. Because there's so many that I couldn't even tell you who the bad guy was in them now. And then I've also noticed that I just really like, um, I love all, I like all of these movies. I enjoy all of them. But if there is an element of fantasy or mythology in it, I tend to like them more. So I don't know. It's just kind of like, what do I like? And uh, what performances you mean do fantasy I like? in terms of like it being more like space or th- like creatures myth- or mythical. like yeah okay yeah. I got you I was like it's all fantasy it's superheroes I get what right. you mean I understand but I think mean. there's a lot of them you get into them it's a little more like Russian spy and a little more like sure. super political and like uh, industrial military complex type shit. Yeah, especially now they're going to get to do way more of this, but they did finally find a stride where each movie got to be sort of its own genre of movie. They were all still mm-hmm. doing the same action-based yeah. blockbuster stuff, but they were sort of like, well, this one's kind of a Western, and this one's kind of a vampire movie. It's not, but, it, you know, sure. yeah. like that kind of thing. So I, I'm I'm excited about it. Um, uh, uh, my criteria is purely just like what I think – it like it excites me most when I think about it and like rewatchability. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I I watch these a lot. I've seen them all many times. During the pandemic I did a full rewatch to just like get my mind back around all of them. Um and I've even put a few of them back on since then. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, uh, uh I think it's time. I think we should do this. I think we should get into it. I think we should start Let's from the top. It, it it's it's been a crazy year and some change. Uh, almost two years of being locked down. We a lot of people probably did this watch through, so I, I hope a lot of people can listen along and like have their opinions and shout at us through this. Um, but thanks for making it through with us, y'all. It's been two years of this podcast almost. So uh, thanks. We love you guys. Um, okay, let's start from the top. What is the first movie and what year, Scott Leggett? The first movie is Iron Man from two thousand and eight. Wow. What a time. Wow. Uh, I will tell you, I was working at Blockbuster uh, in 2008. Wow, what a difference. Wow. What a difference. Uh, <laughs> it's the same shit, different toilet. I'm Behind me is is a wall of videos right now. I'm basically at Blockbuster. Um, but I remember this so vividly because it was like the hottest rental we had ever seen. Oh, sure. yeah. it was It was huge. And we, to the point where we had overstocked even, and had to sell them for the next year after. Um, so when I quit Blockbuster, I can say this now because Blockbuster doesn't exist. I stole like tons of movies, yeah. and I took a bunch of Iron Bailey, Man copies and just like yeah. handed them out to people. It was really great. Pre rented stuff. Uh, Bailey's Dom. No, don't do it. Um, I'm a physical <laughs> media collector. Everybody can get over it. Um, also, I I'm probably what bankrupted Blockbuster. Uh, <laughs> What is this on your hall's ranking? What is this for you in terms of rankings? I want to hear, Scott. I'll, I'd like to go last, please. There's oh, you changed the number. If oh, you okay. don't mind, if you don't the mind, age? then there's a reason. Eighteen. Yeah. What? <laughs> um, I and yeah. I I tried to put just like one little line for each film. I only put this towards the bottom because Gwyneth Paltrow and um, I like another one so much better but i dig and appreciate the concept about war profiteering bailey uh 16 what yeah 
I'm going to get so mad by the time. This That's okay. I, here's, the, here's the other thing, though. Just like the Harry Potter movies, I love almost all of these yeah. movies. Yeah, I do too. Like, do deeply. Too. Anything, honestly, above 20... I'm like, that's a great fucking movie. So right. 16 is solid. Um, this is my number two. And I, I, I was going to save this until we were at the end. But the linchpin of all of this is Robert Downey Jr. I don't disagree. And, and for the entire series. But the reason that Iron Man, first of all, it's the OG. Nobody knew if that was going to work. Right. Nobody knew if he was going to work. Because remember, he was... He had had all that shit with his addiction problems and being a bad boy and all that. And yeah, it all works. He, Tony Stark, out of almost all of the MCU, and there are some others to a lesser degree, is the only character that fundamentally evolves and changes. Other characters are affected and they change because of that. But he's the one that starts out as an asshole he has no superpowers other than his genius. And then going back to what CJ said about the war profiteering, recognizing and seeing the horrors that he's created and then yeah. being haunted by that for the rest of the series. Um, and I no, don't that all really works. And I just as as each movie comes out subsequently, um, they are going to struggle and you can already feel it. Like the numbers are already just starting to slip just a little bit. You have your Tom Holland, you have your Benedict Cumberbatches, but without Robert Downey Jr. and to a lesser degree, Chris Evans hanging, hanging the whole thing on someone or as a lead is, yeah. is going to become no, I agree. That. So I agree. That's his, why. And, and thanks for letting me go a little bit longer. Of I, won't, I, I won't agree. Go I think the problem is he his best arc doesn't happen until after Avengers. Because, yes, I hear what you're the, saying. The things that happen to him in Avengers are what ultimately make him the Tony Stark that holds up the entirety of the franchise. I don't think he's holding anything up until even through the movie Avengers. Right. He is, he's great in that movie and he's great in Iron Man 1. But, like, up until then, like, besides the fact that the first movie, which I would give a lot of credit to Favreau for, like, I think. He he does a great job in this first movie. I think he's fantastic. Uh, we'll get to like the performance review in a second, but I think the 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 issue is that he doesn't fully become the Tony Stark that makes the choice in Endgame until after Avengers. No, Iron it's... Man three is is which is why Iron Man three to me is is a higher ranked film than Iron Man one. No, I I feel what you're saying. Uh, I think yeah. that it's it's the beginnings of that. Yeah. It's the begin. It's the first step, and I think that when you put all of the Iron Mans and all of the Tony Stark appearances together, yeah, that that full arc. And so the the first step was because like you, like there was a lot of. I remember in the '90s having conversations with other film geeks, going, "I don't think they could ever do Iron Man on screen." Uh, right. And there's some well, other so that's ones what too, I wanted so. to bring up is the to me the the comic I could never get into. Because to me, and you know, Stan Lee's whole thing with Iron Man was it was a dare to himself to because everyone re reading Marvel comics at the times was like, you know, it was hippies, it was granola people who were like, you know, really into the mythics and the fantasy that like you know Siege is into. But but he was like, what if I made one that's a dude in a suit? Yeah. 
could I get people in suits to read Marvel comics? And so the Tony Stark in the comics is boring as shit. He's like he doesn't he's not funny. He's not a he's not a you know a playboy. He's not he's kind of just this dude. He's not even Bruce Wayne-y. He's just kind of like a guy no, with he's money. A nar- who he's like a narcissist. He's a cocky. Well. He's just a cocky Definitely a narcissist. narcissist. Yeah. But and then Tony, it gets expanded excuse on. Me, um, Downey Jr. brings this whole other level of like like crass I used to be on all kinds of drugs. Maybe I still am uh, <laughs> kind of sensibility to it. That fucking works. And you're right. He's just, he's incredible. So let's see. Siege, do you want to defend how, how low this is? Or is it just not, you don't, oh, you kind of did. You did. I mean, it's just, <clears throat> I. it's honestly just preference of what I enjoy watching. And right. I don't hate this movie. And I love Robert Downey Jr. He's one of the famous people that I would drop everything for. Yeah, so that's the next question. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, pass or fail for you, CJ? Oh, pass, definitely. Major pass. Is yeah. this even a question, Scott? He's a great no. actor. No, it's not. Major a... pass. The yeah. linchpin. You're not yeah. You're not incorrect about that. The linchpin. Um, okay, uh, Jeff Bridges as Obadiah Stane. Oh, he's he's a great. I mean, the problem is is that time and other villains have watered him down. But at the time, he was really great because he's as smart as Tony, and and yep. that that's a hook that a lot of superhero movies don't get to till the second or third sequel, where you find somebody who's truly an intellectual match for him. Um, yeah. But he's he's great, and it's Jeff Bridges, so he's still got a charm to him that makes you watch him. Uh, and then the turn is just great and evil and, you know, evil businessman. And, uh, you yeah, that's a great layer to it. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Uh, do you remember this performance, Siege? Oh, yeah. Definite pass. I, I yeah. love Jeff Bridges. He's another just it, anytime I see him come on screen, it's like, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah. And he's yeah. great. And you're totally right. I mean, it's what would you say it was 2008? Yeah. yeah. He almost like it's it's like the the evil bald guy like i mean it's it's, it's like the james Alex, bond villain Alex with white Luther, hair and, yeah yeah this it's is like also the james bond villain with white hair and black eyebrows you know right this I, is also the beginning well. of him being like sort of old man bridges right like before this he's still trying Who to I do would kind still of younger stuff drop everything oh yeah for. absolutely but like <laughs> this is pre i'm pretty sure this is pre crazy heart i'm pretty sure this is pre um True Which I love grit. Crazy Heart. And both of those movies are when he really starts becoming yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like whatever. And you're like, okay, great. But in this movie, he's got a bit of that. And he it's the start of that. And he but pass, he's he's fantastic, really yeah, solid. He's amazing. Uh, the, the other thing is that Iron Man doesn't have great villains. He just doesn't. Like Obadiah I mean, Stane's a solid Man one, but is kind of a villain. Like he starts out as sure. a villain, which is what makes the story interesting. I think. Or like villain, yeah, he's got anti-hero. villain tendencies as like anti-hero the, for sure. I, but he's one of the bad um, guys before he decides not to be. Before he's Iron Man for sure, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, which is a great turn, great interesting character thing. But you know, the other villains that exist in this universe are like the Mandarin, which we don't, we haven't done well until now. I mean, mm-hmm. Iron Man three does like sort of an interesting take on it, but the Mandarin in the comics is very racist. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so the way they're handling it now is like, fuck yeah, well done. Uh, yeah, we'll get good, good, um, save, good save Marvel. Good save. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because she'll pop up in all these other movies, but this is her first appearance. Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts, pass or fail. Uh, she's a pass for me. I like yeah. her in it, and and as she gets to do other stuff, it's it's cool. 
I give her a pass. She's a good actress. She's just an obnoxious person. Yeah, I love her <laughs> on both all. fronts as yeah. a person, and a, oh. I, I don't know what it is, but but I will say <laughs> she does phone of... in some of her smaller role, oh. like the Spider Man moment at the end where she like comes in and has like one moment. Like I'm pretty sure there's like a video of her being asked by Jimmy Fallon, like remember when you were in Spider Man, and she's like, I've never done that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like so, you know, she's she phones in some things, but when she's really there, she's fucking there, and she has one of the best turns in Endgame as rescue i think is the name of the yeah uh the suit anyway oh yeah um, yeah yeah. uh okay so here's one that'll never pop up again and we'll have to bring up this character again but uh terrence howard as roadie oh he's a he's a past for me i mean i think he's a great actor um and some of this there's all kinds of mixed stories about why he left and it was oh, ultimately right. about money, but it was uh, ultimately money. He basically wanted the same amount as Rob, as Downey Jr. And they were like, <laughs> we can't get no, it no, ended sorry. up being, but he I had won the Oscar or been nominated or whatever. Yeah, he, he was, was nominated you know, for hustle and flow. hustle and flow. So there was like a big buzz around him at the time. But yeah. do you remember this performance? Steve? Yeah. I, yeah. And I always like him as a performer anyway. Yeah. He's a good actor. He's good. He, I like his like bite that he gives Rhodey. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think I would have enjoyed him as much in the later movies like I do Cheadle, right. uh, which we'll talk about. Uh, okay, the only other person I think worth bringing up who this is their first appearance. Actually, there's two. Um, one, actually, there's technically there's three. Uh, here we go. One is Clark Gregg as Agent Coulson. Pass. A huge part of this universe. Pass, huge pass. Major yeah. pass. He passes every time. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, also, if you've ever watched The New Adventures of Old Christine, he's on that show and he's really good. <laughs> uh, okay, here's an interesting one. John Favreau, director of the film, as Happy Hogan. I he's great him. and he pays yeah. off even more He's great later. in everything. Yeah. He is so great in the Spider-Man movies. I kind of yeah. want yes. him... I don't want him to become the Uncle Ben moment because I think that's stupid, but I do want him to be with Marissa Tomei. I think it's hot. I think yeah. it's um, hot. <laughs> and here's the last one, and I'll ask you about this person later because they matter later, but this is very specific. Yeah. Paul Bettany as Jarvis, the oh, voice it, of it's Jarvis. A, it's a great... It's a it's a huge pass for me. I think he's one of the underrated members of the MCU, but it's the quippiness of the character that he finds yeah. the AI, you know, non-emotional that kind of thing. But yeah. then he can, then he gives shade. He gives you know fucking Tony shade. So you know, yep. uh, it's all fucking great. He's one of those actors that he'll always show up and knock it out of the park. I mean, there is an actor coming up later much later in this that uh, I thought would knock it out of the park and totally fucking didn't. But Paul Bettany always knocks it out of the park. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that's all that's worth talking about with this one. But so there's another one that came out this exact same year. Yeah. I think while this was still in theaters, this came out. Mm -hmm. uh, let's, let, let's talk about that one. This is 2008's The Incredible Hulk starring Edward Norton, Liv Tyler, and Tim Roth. Uh, fuck. Uh, written by Zach Penn, uh, yeah. a writer who writes. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's fine. Um, okay. Uh, what's your ranking on this one, y'all? 26. 26. Bottom, bottom? 
Bottom. Uh, let me see. Uh, let me. Uh, let, let, yeah, mine says here number one. It's my number <laughs> one. Not, no, that's kidding, a lie. This is number twenty-six, <laughs> sir. This yeah. is Incredible Hulk number twenty-six. Bottom of the barrel, worst Marvel film. And now I do know people who stand up for it. I have a friend named Robin who he 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 is another stand of Iron Man three, uh, which we'll get to. But he is like he likes this this like lives in his top 15 or something which is crazy to me what's interesting is i don't hate it either um i i I don't hate it um but it doesn't feel like it's part of the mcu it feels like it was this like the like the first hulk that uh uh what's his name directed um ang lee yeah uh, it feels like it's not part of this universe, and the, the, they have the Tony Stark post-credit cameo. Um, William Hurt will it has reoccurred as as that character right. throughout, and um, Tim Roth is, I guess, going to be back for She-Hulk. Uh, well, he was in Shang Chi, technically, I guess, but it just doesn't feel. It's weirdly paced. Yeah, it's weirdly paced, and. Um, it may have worked better if Mark Ruffalo would have been in it. Um, I, I, we've talked many times about my admiration of, of Ed Norton, but it just doesn't quite work. It just doesn't quite work. And it doesn't feel like it fits to me. Agreed. I think Ed Norton is a good actor. Um, I don't know that I, I, I don't know that I particularly care for this movie or his performance in it, but, um, and I know that he kind of got fucked over in this movie, which was why he didn't continue. I mean, I vaguely know why he didn't continue. But I think uh. that I think the thing that struck me the most through this was, especially knowing, because I came back to this movie like well after like Ragnarok came out. And I remember thinking like with how buddy buddy it was clear that main cast got with one another and how much depending on the film i knew they were playing off of each other and improving on camera that i'm like he never would have fit into that group he just doesn't seem like that type of guy yeah well ed norton uh if you remember his character in birdman he apparently is that dude completely and like which it was this like very meta performance for him apparently because when he was on set, apparently he came in and was like, if I'm doing this, I'm running the show. I am directing this thing, yeah. basically. And was like, you know, had to look at all dailies and everything. It was constantly sort of um, bashing the process or whatever. But apparently people did not enjoy working with him. But then when the final edit came out and they had done all this crazy shit that he had not approved and didn't like and the movie got away from him is how he sort of put it. He went on like every talk show and was like don't see this movie it fucking sucks. Oh. And everybody was like wait what? And he was just like not good. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is dead. (gasps) Now it could have been had Iron Man not been such a big hit Mm -hmm. because this movie not only just like doesn't work it the the Hulk looks bad in it. Mm. He looks bad in it. Like the CGI is not great. Yeah, they, the design great. is weird. The coloration is fucking terrible. Um, I would argue it doesn't even look as good as the Ang Lee one, which is you know years before. So it's, um, it's it's absolutely awful. Now I will talk about this later because I have a semi bit, semi not bit thing that I'll talk about later in my full ranking of everything. But I will tell you. I do consider the Ang Lee movie to be MCU canon. And Mm. the reason why I do is because this movie picks up in the same place 
that the Ang Lee movie ends. Oh. It does. It and does. it try and it doesn't try to introduce any other origin story. It is just fully a Hulk movie. And we are supposed to already know who Betty Ross is. We're supposed to already know who Th- Thunderbolt Ross is because we've already met them. Uh, but they were played by Jennifer Connelly and and fucking um, uh, uh, the dude with the mustache who's Marlboro Man. The fucking um, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. And so it's just kind of like it's uh, okay. Yeah, I'll get there later because I have ranked. I haven't given it a number, but I have ranked the movie Hulk, Ang Lee's Hulk in my MCU because I consider it canon. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, which is a profoundly better movie. This movie sucks. Uh, here are some people who um, uh, are in this movie: uh, Edward Norton as the Hulk, pass or fail? Fail. Major fail. Yeah. Major fail. Liv Tyler as Betty Ross. A gentleman's pass. Uh, no, massive fail. She's trash in this yeah, film. She's, yeah. And uh, also underwritten and boring and just yeah. not her fault, but also her fault. Tim Roth as Emil Blonsky, a.k.a. The Abomination. I like Tim Roth and everything. I'll give him I'll give him a light pass for, for carrying a load on his back of, of crap. Light pass for a cool character. This is a soft fail for me because I think he's <laughs> he's overdoing it to try to be comic booky, but the the movie is not on the same. In he's not in the same movie as the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing fine though, uh, which is partly his fault and partly Latirier's fault. This is Louis Latirier, the guy who directed like the Transporter movies and shit. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, was, okay. Yeah, he's yeah. trash. Um, okay, so uh, I shouldn't say people are trash, but he's trash. Uh, William Hurt as General Thunderbolt Ross, who we are still seeing in these fucking... He was in Black Widow. Uh, he, he's a pass for me, and I guess he's going to be a major character in She-Hulk. Uh, there's a rumor that he might... Uh, I I've think in that. the comics he becomes Red Hulk. But Ooh. I'm not. that's not Ow. super into my wheelhouse of knowledge. Um, but I, I think he's... he's He's a fantastic actor, and again, he kind of carries it. But he he does exactly what he's supposed to do. You know, yeah. he chomps the cigar, and you know, we gotta <laughs> we gotta we gotta defend America and defend America. Yeah, yeah. He's so also he's, the first person to introduce us to the idea of the Avengers and Nick Fury, yeah. which I mm-hmm. think is what happens mm-hmm. at the in the. Uh, the, at the end of this movie, I th- I'm pretty sure the end credit scene is the first time we ever see Nick Fury. No, that's Iron Man. We see Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man. Oh, that's right. But this we is see, the first time it gets mentioned, the idea of, like, we see we Iron, might team up. We see, I can't remember, but we see Robert Downey Jr. at the end meets up with William Hurt at a bar. That's what know? it is. But it's like yeah. a bar in South America where Ed Norton is, and they're like, let's all, let's team up or whatever. And you're like, great. Um, fucking trash. Okay, uh, what is next? What's the next movie? Next is Iron Man 2 from 2010. Okay, Iron Man 2. What are y'all's rankings? 24. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> no, mine's 23. 25. This is right above Incredible oh. Hulk for me. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just a retread. They kind of, you know, acknowledge that they, you know, Favreau kind of is like, you know, we played it too safe and yeah. all that. The, there's two saving, there's a few saving graces. We meet Black Widow. Yeah, we get to who's know, terrible in this film, but yeah, but yeah, um, we um, we get more we get more Samuel L. Jackson, we get more Nick Fury, uh, and then we do get and 
you'd you'd brought this up earlier about the comics and where where Iron Man got interesting was in like the mid '90s when he started to become an alcoholic in the in in the comics. Oh, that's cool. That became this dark element to it, and so uh, so we'll see Downey Jr. kind of deal with that and kind of deal with losing it a little bit in terms of his responsibilities. But then that ending becomes a rehash, and Mickey Rourke's ridiculous, and Sam Rockwell I is I do wasted. love Mickey Rourke. <laughs> no, uh, I like him, just, too. This was uh, right I after just, The Wrestler, which was such a mm-hmm. huge deal for him, but also, like, apparently he wasn't great to work with on there. Marissa Tomei No, he's, he's an asshole weirdo, and, yeah. and and you do, you know, throughout his career, he's had some moments like The Wrestler, which is great, but in this one, he's just... You know, chewing on a toothpick. That's his. Yeah, that's his the the like saving his grace of this movie is Sam Rockwell as Justin Hammer, who and and I still think he's a little wasted, but yeah. he is wasted because he could have been a lot of things. But he he's he's pretty phenomenal in this film, which is why he's, it's just barely well, better than. Incredible. You said wasted, and I was like, he was drunk for this whole movie. No, no, he was wasted <laughs> by the writers and right. the. Um, but we also do get Don Cheadle. Uh, yeah. as Rhodey and that's right. he is I'm almost glad that Terrence Howard left I, I, I think highly of him as an actor but Cheadle it brings layers he gets and the buddy depth. buddy comedy he better. gets the buddy comedy stuff better but he's also just sort of a grounded human presence especially as the series evolves and we see yeah. how, where he plays out in it so Don Cheadle pass or fail in the whole MCU not just this movie Oh, pass. pass. What are you talking oh, about? Sure. Don pass. Yeah, massive pass. He's fantastic. Uh, he actually, by Endgame, becomes one of my favorite characters. Uh, I didn't think I would ever say that, but in Endgame, he's got a lot to do. And he's, a and he's got film. a solo movie coming up. War Machine is going to be... I think it's a Good. Disney Plus show. I th- I thought it was an actual film. I could be Oh, wrong. maybe, but I'm pretty sure it's called, it's called like Iron Wars. Something like that. You're right. Yeah, You're right. It's like yeah. a it's like a TV show. It's supposed to be a whole thing. Anyway, maybe I, not. Uh, maybe it's a direct to Disney Plus. I don't know what it is, but it uh, sounds awesome. I'll watch it. He's yeah, fantastic. He could, He's also he, great in Fal- Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I think he is going to be one of the ones that's going to end up being the glue, yeah. Uh, in terms of a character to hang stuff on. He and Anthony Mackie. Yeah, I agree for sure. Yeah. Um, mm. This is our first time seeing Scarlet pass or fail in the entire MCU. Oh, pass. pass. For sure. Absolute pass. Major pass. However, she massively fails in this film to me. And it's partly because she's written fucking horribly and doesn't really get to say anything, but she's boring. Her wig is shit. She's Uh, she's I I disagree. I think she I think she makes the most out of uh, an underwritten character. Really underwritten and just not like the whole thing is like I'm flirty. I'm sexy. And it's like great. And then it's over. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't love that. But I do love like her action stuff is badass. It's the yeah, most ex- exhilarating stuff in the movie. Um, so yeah, she's a pass for me. Sam Rockwell, major pass for me. Yeah, he's always good. He's great. Um, he's a he's a soft fail for me. Just I just don't think he's used well. But he's Sam Rockwell, so he's great That's to not watch. His fault. It's it's not his yeah. fault. No. Um, Mickey. I, I pass. Fail. I just like Mickey. I I. The character's weird. I, he just reminded me of a lot of my ex-boyfriends, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so you like him? You like that? Um, I Makes me uh, laugh at my younger self. <laughs> got it. I give him a massive fail. I think he's trash in this film. Uh, Ivan Vanko is his name. Um, mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Pass or fail? 
Oh, he's super pass. Like yeah. major yeah. pass. And the no. and one of the reasons is because he is now what they have, what they do in all the comics, not just the ultimate Nick Fury. He is all the comics look like Samuel L. Jackson now. Yeah, there yeah. is no white Nick Fury anymore. No, not like, anymore. Just, Love not. that. Like, <laughs> it's fantastic because people are like, "Well, that's not Nick Fury," and it's like, "Oh, right, Sam, you want Samuel? Okay, here he is." Uh, we love that. Um, first time ever, uh, uh, John Slattery as Howard Stark. Oh yeah, he's great. Pass. Yes, super. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love him. We have a couple yes. people play Slattery. I mean, play Stark, Howard Stark. Um, yeah. But Slattery does a great job. Uh, and just because it's funny, and I want to bring it up, Gary Shandling as Senator Stern. He pops up in a few films. Yeah, he's uh, a pass. Uh, I His like final him. performance in, I believe, like Civil War or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Really sad. Um, okay. What's oh, yeah, next, pass. Scott? Next up is 2011's Thor. Thor. Thor, the first Thor. Um, first Thor movie. Where do I have Thor? 14. I have Thor at number 21. 14 wow that's pretty high okay i i really really like thor i want to be clear mm -hmm. on rewatch i was like this is very fun i think natalie portman is really fun in this i think uh what's her name who we'll get to uh cat uh, denning or whatever is, yeah. is is so funny in this uh i don't like hemsworth in this movie it which knocks it down really far for me this to me is a uh number 23 Ooh. Oh, okay. thor this is pretty low for me. Well, here's here's the trick cuz they as as things evolve, there is one movie we will get to where uh, hands down I think Chris Hemsworth is the absolute best thing in it. But you're right. The, it, and this was one that I always even as a kid when cuz remember the DC dominated the the movies. We didn't get to Marvel movies for a long time. Right. And this was always one where I'm like how in the fuck are they going to do this and how are they going to fold it into this universe? But I do think as a whole I like Thor a lot and and I I'm 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 with you uh on that Bailey. It it was how are you going to introduce this world and and do it? Right. Bran Kenneth Branagh directs this. I, I think that they're just, I think Hemsworth is uncertain about exactly how to approach this. I think everybody's uncertain yeah. about how to approach this, and it'll take a little time for them to get there. It um, is well cast. Hiddleston is killing it. You know, I mean, like, it, like everyone is, yeah. is right for the roles. This is the first time that, you know, we hear the story of Anthony Hopkins getting a script, and he starts marking everything in AR, <laughs> no acting required, right? Um, and you can kind of feel that, especially in the first one. Later on, he's really putting in some performances once he realizes the prestige that these Marvel movies are carrying. He's like, oh, Kate, Kate Blanchett's in one? All right, cool, I'll, I'll put in a performance this time. Um, but there, there's some great things happening here. It's just not my, it's not my movie. It's just I don't, I don't yeah. think it fully works. I don't think Jane Foster's written well or correctly, which is a lot of the reason why Natalie Portman left. And I just, uh, who, but she's coming back, so we're she's coming back. Yeah, I think I dug it just because, um, again, it's starting to tap into the whole mythological hyper fantasy type stuff, which that yeah. automatically makes me like it. And it's just, it's a new flavor of 
um, overwrought, <coughs> which is of course why they hired Kenneth Branagh, just overwrought like language yeah. style shit, and I just enjoy it. I enjoy watching. Right, shit and this like that more. this walked so that things like Guardians and Eternals could run. Right, like this yeah. is the weird. This is the first time they're being like, okay, this is kind of weird. Are they gonna? Are you, do you dig it? Do you dig ask? Are you okay with this? Yeah. This is weird. And we're like, and, yeah, and, we like and this. And, and they're like, okay, 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 okay. They're we'll very. They're very fixed on this is a world the, magic is our science. Your magic is our science. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they're really trying. And it, and so in that sense, it does become kind of an important film in terms of establishing this, establishing that element of the MCU. Uh, and, and you're right. Like uh, Hiddleston kills it. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's still fun to watch. I, I enjoyed watching it a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, okay, what comes after... Oh, no, no, we should do a performance review. Uh, okay, Thor, Chris Hemsworth in the whole MCU. Oh, super pass. Eventual pass, for sure. Maybe he's the weaker weaker in this one, but... Yeah, super better. pass. In the Avengers movies, all of those, he fucking works. In Ragnarok, he is next level. Mm -hmm. uh, Endgame, especially, I think, is his uh, like yeah, best yeah. performance. He He's fantastic. I'm excited to see where that all sort of heads with him like kind of being now one of the cosmic characters with the Guardians people. I think that's going to be really fun. Mm -hmm. uh, pass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, sure. Natalie Portman is Jane Foster. Um, it's a soft pass for me only because I love her so much. I think yeah. she's a really good actress and uh, I'm really, really excited about uh, Love and Thunder. Me the too. Next Thor movie. And, and what I know of that, at least from the comics, um, and I haven't read them. I just know, you know, the general storylines can be really dramatic and cool. Yeah, I never got that far. All I know is that she takes up the mantle of Thor, and that sounds fucking rad to me. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm super into it. Um, pass for you? Oh, she... yeah. Pass. She's fine. Yeah, she does a good <laughs> job. I think um, Dark World, she's underused, obviously, which is one of the big yeah. issues with it, but she's she does she does a good job. Um, I forgot to mention earlier, Iron Man 2 was written by Justin Thoreau, the actor. Anyway, yeah. uh, funny story. Uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Super pass. Hardcore yeah, super pass. pass. Yeah, yeah, there's no 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 doubt in that. I didn't even really love Loki that much, the show, uh, but I do love him uh, as a, as an actor and in in this performance. Anthony Hopkins, Odin. Pass. 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 It's fucking Tony Hopkins. It's pass because Tony Hopkins. Yeah, pass because later, but like I don't know. The first the first two Thor movies, you're kind of like, what are you doing? Well, he's, 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 he's sleepwalking a little bit, he's but it's Anthony Hopkins sleepwalking, yeah, which is and he makes up for it. The scene, I think it's in Ragnarok, the scene where he is playing Loki, playing, playing him, is, is one of the best it's moments fun. of his it's career, yeah. honestly. Um, uh, it's like that and then Silence of the Lambs. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård as Eric Selvig, one of my favorite parts of this uh, universe. Yeah, it's a pass because it's, it's it's him and he's so good. And we got to see him in Dune be like just evil. <laughs> and He's so he's good in Dune. And he's so oh good. God. He's but so then, good in Chernobyl. He's he fantastic is. in Chernobyl. <laughs> but then to watch what, where he goes, especially in Avengers where he's – playing possessed yeah. throughout the whole thing and yeah he's that's one of the actor. best performances of the mcu is that is that where he's 
he's possessed by Loki. He and Hawkeye are both possessed by Loki, but he's the one like walking around with like his underwear on his head the whole time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. right. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, Stellan, we we stand. Cat Dennings as Darcy Lewis, big pass for me. Big pass. pass. I always love a good assistant. Character. I need her to come back in Love and Thunder. I want her. Back. She was she yeah. was great in Wandavision. Great. Uh, she was a great addition to WandaVision. I thought that was just like a really solid, like, oh yeah, we know her, and it's like makes sense that she's here based on what we know about her from from Thor. It makes sense. Um, Colm Fior as King Laffy, who we will also talk about in um, Dark World. He's the uh, he's the yeah. bad guy of Dark World. Uh, he sucks. Um, he's not good in this. <laughs> Uh, hard fail. Yeah. Uh, Idris Elba, Heimdall. It's Idris Elba. Pass. 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 Just, yeah. just put him on screen. Have the, him pick his nose. The, fine. the worst use of an actor in the MCU. For though, sure. Uh, misused, underused. He could have but... been anybody. Yeah. But, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, Heimdall's great. He could have had a better arc, but his arc is fine. Uh, we love him. The only other person I think is worth, I don't, you know, we don't need to talk about the Warriors 4 or Warriors 3 or yeah, whatever they're, they're all called. Fun. They're all fun. But I do want to bring up Renee Russo, Frigga. She's a pass in, in the overall, and especially as we get, you know, as you get to the end. Especially and, in Endgame. Especially in Endgame. Oh, she, yeah, 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 she yeah, yeah, knocks yeah. it. But she's also really great in Dark World, and we'll get to that soon. Her arc in Dark World sucks, though. How she dies and everything. It just isn't good. It's... It's oh, way uh, underwritten. Oh, I I, I might it, disagree with you. We'll get there. I we'll think it's there. made up by Endgame because then you know where she was and and you go, oh shit, she talked to him before this, and it like doubles the the meaning of it. But in the movie, it doesn't. It's not her performance; it's the writing. Uh, okay, what is next? Next is Captain America: The First Avenger, two thousand eleven. Joe Johnston. Yeah, oh, this is a good one. Okay, what are y'all feeling? Captain America, First Avengers, some of the best performances in the MCU, in my opinion. Um, This is my number 12. This is my top half. Wow. Without question. Without, almost without question. Um, It is stylistically one of the most different ones, even though it's set in the real world. The fact that it's a period movie. Um, Haley Atwell. So good. Oh, my God. Did you ever watch Agent Carter? Oh yeah, I watched yeah, it yeah. because of my Haley Atwell super crush. Yeah. Um, but I think that it, 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 Chris Evans really nails a very difficult performance to play yeah. an an aw shucks G, all American apple pie eating guy uh, who's true to you know himself and to the others around him. It's he and very... Chadwick Boseman to me are the two most like. Ep- epitomous like the like perfect like like christopher reeves level like oh you are literally this you're this this person yeah and i which really works for me they're the only two really that i think are just like it that's not true i think i think uh, all the major avengers really are they did a good job with casting those for sure siege what was your rank 25 what? Wow. I, it's That's now let me, crazy. Let me be clear. I don't hate this movie. It's just like, I, I guess a lot of them too are like, how many of these did I watch multiple times? And right. Captain America is not one that I'm like, I get excited about watching. I, I think, and it's like you know, World War Two. I don't get that. Meh. I mean, I love I'm watching always, people kill Nazis. That's I'm. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, I'm always excited to see Elrond on screen. Yeah. 
Uh, but sorry. <laughs> no, he's great. He, I mean, he's he's fantastic. Um, and it's it's. Okay, What's well, your I'll rank tell you on what, it? Yeah, sorry. My ranking is number 14. So I'm only two below Scott. It's like right in the middle for me. Mm -hmm. It's It's got some of my favorite performances in it. Uh, I also think that a lot of the CGI like really holds up. The Chris Evans on the smaller person has its moments where it doesn't, but for the most part really works. I think all of the stuff in basic training uh, with, with the flag um, and like every, you know, everyone's trying to climb up to the flagpole. Anyone who can get it for, can get it down from this flagpole can ride back in the car and they all start climbing up the flagpole and then they all go, oh, we can't do it. And they start running again and he just walks up and takes the pin out and the, yeah. pole, the pole falls <laughs> and hops in the car. And Haley Atwell's like, oh shit. And yeah. you're just like, yeah, it like yeah. all that stuff, the buildup really works. I think it's, it's a fun movie. And there's some there's some Nazi scalping, there's some Nazi killing. Some Nazi um, I I don't know. It's it's fun. It's not like to me like super rewatchable though. No, Siege. I I I, I agree with you. Um, oh, but I can, when I think I about it, it, I think like, about yeah. it fondly. Yeah, I can rewatch it. it. I can rewatch it all. I just long. have other ones I get way more excited about. That's all. Yeah, agreed. So why don't we do like a little bit of a performance review? Chris Evans, who we have not talked about yet in his first appearance, Steve Rogers himself, Sam Shepard. Who who who, who is it? Yeah. Pass, for sure. Oh, what's, it's a what's super your pass. um what's yeah, pass. Hard yeah. pass, the best of the best. Haley Atwell, the final shot of Endgame. Haley Atwell. Pop. Super, super pass. <laughs> yes. The hardest pass. That's I want ever her passed. to give me a bath uh, and spank me. I just want to say it. I had to say it. Thank wow. You. Jesus. Yeah. I want to sit down next to her nicely and maybe accidentally brush fingers. Oh, that'd be hot. That's what I want. Oh, that'd well, I got a good hot. one when we get to this uh, yeah. particular person in the cast. Uh, who I assume is Sebastian Stan. I want to be his girlfriend and help him fix everything wrong in his life, and then he will love me forever. I would, I would <laughs> gawk gawk on his cock cock, but I don't know that I would like date him. Here's he's the, hot, but he's he not. He looks like, like a bassist in an emo be... band in the early two thousands. Yeah, he's. Can fine. I be really yeah. honest? Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's great. <gasps> He only um, gets a soft pass from me. And the more that oh, I he... see him, especially in Falcon and Winter Soldier, although I liked it more on the second watch, I don't know if, if he's a great actor. Uh, let's there be I clear. He's not. And he fails hard. Uh, the only, especially because the Bucky shit is really poorly written uh, based on who, like the comics and things like that. You don't bring Bucky back to life. They brought back Bucky back to life. It's a whole thing. doesn't matter. Um, as Bucky, I think he's not good as the winter soldier. I think he's fine, but right. I don't, I, he doesn't matter in winter soldier. He's just a presence. He's a specter. Yeah. Yes. So his performance doesn't matter. It could have been anybody in the mask with long hair. You know, it's mostly sure. stuntmen. I'm sure, you know, so you're just sort of like short. Then you get to later stuff where he's like dealing with his issues and whatever. And you're like, oh, okay, great. I do like his performance in Falcon, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I just don't think that show should be called Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think it should be called Falcon and the Falcon Falcon, who falcons so hard that he falcons all over the place and falcons <laughs> on your face. And then Winter Soldier is behind him going, yay. 
And that's because that's exactly how I feel. I love that show deeply, but the whole time I was just like, I don't. Okay, get away from this Winter Soldier stuff. (laughs) Like, go back to and 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 it's weirdly written, and it's it's anyway. We we don't. I love that show. Uh, Okay, Sebastian Stan, uh, hard fail for me, but he's fine. Uh, He's got a metal arm, and I would got cock on his cock. Uh, Tommy Lee (laughs) Jones as Colonel Chester Phillips. Pass just because he's. He's just so batshit and everything he he's does. So he's so good. He's born in this movie. to play like an old general type, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. Do you think he remembers being in the movie? No, he has no uh, memory. He has no um, idea what's going on. No. Uh, Hugo Weaving as Red Skull. Super Johann Schmidt. I, I just wish he would have come back. I wish he did he not come... come back, but he did set the precedent for what the the other actor ended up doing. Oh yeah. Um, and it's a perfect uh, impersonation. He's yeah. great in this movie, especially pre red skull pre like oh, transformation. Yeah. yeah. He's given some crazy Marvel comic energy and I'm all yeah. about it. Also he's in all the great franchises now, every single one of them. He's not a, I guess he's not in star Wars. Is he yet? No, no. <laughs> yet. He's going to pop up in Mando or something. Uh, it'll be great. Okay. Uh, Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark. Oh, he's great, and he does he re- does that character in the Agent oh, Carter yeah. series as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's 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 good in that, and it, it's it's sort of the perfect touch that you know echoes back to to Tony and, and all yeah, that. you feel great. that 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 Tony Stark vibe, but while also giving you the slattery kind of like yep. um, yeah pretension. Uh, yeah, he's great. Uh. Stanley Tucci as Dr. Abraham Erskine. Now, I wouldn't normally get this deep into these cast lists, but I want to talk about Stanley Tucci. Yeah. We love Stanley Tucci. He's, he's a super pass. It's the perfect. Yeah, for sure. It's the perfect character in that. It's the Obi-Wan vibe. It's the master passing on knowledge to the apprentice and then the, we're galvanized by his death and, and you know, driven by yeah. everything that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Man. He's Agreed. awesome in everything. He's great. Uh, and then the only other one I think worth mentioning is Toby Jones, who plays Dr. Arnim Zola, who has shown up now as a computer screen. Yes. Um, and that's who he is now. And then I he, he, he matters a little bit in Falcon and the Winter Soldier because of... Um, and, and certainly in... Baron Zemo, in- yeah. In uh, in Civil, Civil War, War is his biggest. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but yeah, pass or fail? Oh, super pass. He's pass. an excellent Absolutely. character. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. What is next? Next, we get to the Avengers 2012. Now, this is the Joss Whedon years, is what I like to call them, right? Because yeah. he sort of sets this <laughs> new precedent with this movie. Now, I love this movie. I have a lot. I you know I have a lot of feelings about it. But where where are you guys ranking this one? Who wants to start? Who wants to start? I'll start. I have it at 21. What? Oh, wow. That's pretty low. Um, And it's only because one of these has to be the least of the four, right? And I don't even remember what who the bad guy is in this. Loki is the bad guy. It's Loki. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean. It's the second time Loki's a bad guy, though, which is a little like, okay. But he's a bad guy through Thanos. This is the first time we're hearing about Thanos. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Scott's upset. What are you feeling, Scott? What are you feeling? What are your feelings on this? This film is number seven. Like, this is one of the best films. And I hate to give Joss Whedon credit, but he fucking nails it. He did what very few people 
thought could be done. And that was merge all these characters into a single movie. And it just works for me. All of the banter, the first time we meet them, they're all eyeing each other. They're all getting to know each other. And then the final battle might be one of the final best final battles of the whole fucking thing. It's stressful. He follow the way he makes you follow each subline that's going on during that final battle. Um, you're not quite sure what's going to happen. And then what number you know, is it for you? Number seven. What's your number? Wow. It's in your top 10. Yeah. Without question. Without question. And CJ, it is, is what it for is... you? 21. Okay. I'm so sorry to say, Scott, I do love this movie. Uh, mine is number 19. Wow. I think you yeah. guys are way off on that to, I, with all due respect. Like I think it's maybe the second best screenplay in the whole series. And it's Joss Whedon being very Joss Whedon. I agree. He, but he, it's he, shot. That's it's his. That's what Joss. He's Whedon great was at born dynamics. He's great at group dynamics. You're right. Like 100. percent I think this is the the, the this is the, also the movie that could have failed the hardest because if we got all five of them or six or seven of them in the room together and they weren't pop lock and drop and we weren't going to give a fuck and they were that first scene or oh, not even that first scene the the scene with uh when loki's staff is sort of making ruffalo pissed off right and mm-hmm. they are all standing there kind of fighting against each other and i i think like clark Gregg is still there and like all these whatever is the first dynamic moment where you're just like oh shit this is gonna be fun to watch all these personalities intertwine For all sure. the time it really works it's a good movie. I like a lot of the other ones better. I just do. It's it's fun. I don't right. like to rewatch it. I think it sets I'm, up I, things that make like Iron Man three a profound movie. It makes uh, uh, Black Widow matter way more. It it kind of sucks on Hawkeye. He's not so great in it, but yeah. But here, <clears throat> the other thing is that for me, for for this, is that it ended that phase one. No, most people didn't have any clue as to what was to come and so yes it does set up all all of that stuff um and we also it's our first mark ruffalo it's our first time we see the whole that's right and when the first time that we see that that dynamic between hulk and thor that plays out so great later yeah we also start i also think that it saves starts to save and redeem thor because i think joss whedon understood what Thor was and how right. that character needs to be played and um, yeah, yeah it's so the first it time Thor pops player. that's for sure because in the last one he just in his movie it was just like oh, okay I'm also a sucker um, for was, I'm also was wearing him yeah I also I'm a sucker for the team ups and um, and I give due to OG like for the it just was an accomplishment that nobody thought and and it laid the foundation for anything after that. Yeah, agreed. Uh, okay, so here's some uh, brand new performances in this one. Mark Ruffalo, pass or fail? Hard pass. pass. Hard, pass. Sure. Hard uh, pass. Also, so fun to see him in the cut scene of uh, Shang-Chi in the end credit mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Uh, so that'll be super fun to see where, where they take uh, Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Uh, I've loved that arc. Really phenomenal arc. I don't think Edward Norton could have handled being so tertiary in some of the movies that he has to be in um but still have like such a great arc over so many movies because he's his biggest performance is in ragnarok yeah for sure you know so it's like he it takes him a minute to even get a, another spotlight so right. um 
Jeremy Renner technically shows up in the movie Thor, but we should talk about him here. Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, Clint Barton. It he passes for me, and you know he has his moments later on. He's so underwritten, and quite frankly, and I'm enjoying the new Hawkeye series. I should say it's good. Um, it's just it it's not as interesting a character as anybody else you know that's, True. that's he's the my problem. least favorite avenger for sure yeah i think that's real and i think that's like sort of maybe like the populist opinion right is like and in my opinion like it's just sort of like hawkeye's kind of boring he like shoots arrows he has arrows like great um but <laughs> i do think once we meet his family in civil war it's huge it's a whole new thing and i'm like i'm so in once he becomes ronin i'm like fuck Yes. In so Endgame, he gets up. He, yeah, he goes. Endgame off. is just fantastic. I he he gets a a, a a a pass for me, but it's not like a major pass or anything. I think he's you know it takes him a minute, but once he starts getting good scenes, he's there. Yeah, uh, he does a good job. Yeah. Um, Kobe Smolders as Agent Maria Hill, who has pass. showed up before. Yeah, pass. she's pass. great throughout pass. the whole thing. She is. She's really really good. Uh, we love her. Uh, oh, let's see. Is there anyone else worth mentioning in this one? I don't think so. Yeah, as we go, I think it's going to be less and less people to mention. Yeah, uh, sure. Though Harry Dean Stanton does play a security guard at one point. He, he has a great uh, movie. Son, you got, you, you got no pants on. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a, it's a um, he and also Ashley Johnson, who you might know from, like, uh, What Women Want. She's the daughter in that. Yeah, She's like yeah. a bunch of stuff. If you saw, you know, she was a voice on Recess. Uh, uh, the show. Uh, she was Gretchen on Recess, if I remember correctly. Um, but she's great. Ashley Johnson's great. But she is the waitress that uh-huh. throughout the movie they keep kind of focusing in on, but there's no real like plot. You're kind of like, okay, why yeah, this yeah. woman? In the original script, she like gets saved by. I think it's Captain America, like early on, yeah, um, or something like that. And and there's like a little plot point with her, and so we keep checking in with her. But that got cut. But they had like all these great reaction shots of her, so they're like, well, it's, I guess we should use it. So they do. Uh, but she's not anybody. People were always like, is she gonna be somebody important? And she's not. She started off on the show Growing Pains. That's right. She was the youngest daughter, scene, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, but she also did a she did a slew of of sitcoms and stuff. Uh, she's she's great. Um, anyway, we a lot of voiceover work. A lot of voiceover work. She's on recess. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's move on. What's the next one? Iron Man three from two thousand thirteen. Shane Black's Iron Man three. Now, Shane what Black's. are we what are we ranking this one? Seven. Oh. Wow. All right. All Finally got one right. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite Iron Man uh, for sure. Same. Iron Man 3 is number 11 for me, right? Just below my top 10. Also my number 11. Like There you go. There yeah, you go. There we go. Um, what yeah, a good movie. It's it's a great movie. And I think you when we were standing around last night, you were like, this might be Shane Black's best movie. And uh, maybe I, I think that might be true, but um, it's what I like about it so much is that it's not an Iron Man story. It's a Tony Stark story. It's yeah. Tony Stark and his wits trying to, to solve this thing. So much that's so that he's literally dragging around the right. So sorry, guys, you guys are cutting out so much. Hold on. Give it a sorry. Second. Okay. You're back. Uh, so much so that he's like literally dragging around the suit 
the whole movie. Yeah, like yeah, he's right. barely just, in the suit. You know what I mean? Like he's trying to perfect. charge it. Well, like this he's is trying the one to charge with the kid. It. And the kid right. is great. The kid's and, great. And, and the story is compelling. You know, they yeah. set up a past for him where his asshole past comes back to haunt him. Guy Pierce is great, and and he's great playing this sort of, uh, you know, uh, whatever condition that he has. You know, where he's just sort of nebbish and. Um, you know, he's got the limp, I think, and then he, you know, becomes, you know, and it's a great use of Gwyneth Paltrow in it. I dug this flick. I'm, I'm not going to say this well, cause I'm not, I don't have my words set up properly, but another reason why I liked this movie was the twist of the Mandarin. I mean, Sir Ben Kin- Kingsley is fucking awesome all the time anyway, Yeah, but it's, the twist, especially that this was made in 2013, the whole idea of like this super villain that's very convenient for everyone to hate right. and yeah. turn against is created. And it's almost yeah. too good to be true. And it's almost just considering where we've been politically since 2013, it was almost like a weird warning or ahead of its time. It is, but it's bit. also this amazing sort of commentary because the way that all of his propaganda is shot is like these weird, like Middle East beheading videos. Yeah. yeah. So you're yeah. just like, wait, what is, what the fuck is this dude? What is it's, he doing? You know? Yeah. And so it like, but it's a comment sort of on our own shit, our own like, like, why are we putting uh negative, you know, you know, what I mean? like, because it's all bullshit. It's all made in a studio, but they're going like, well, what are Americans scared of? Yeah, I mean, it's that's why <laughs> it's the whole too good to be true thing of this yeah. thing of like making this supervillain that everyone can get behind because, yeah, those videos are fucking terrible and terrifying and they were in the real world, too. But it's and also now, like no one taking ownership of how we got there in the first place. Right. And now that Shang-Chi has filled in so many blank blanks for us, it like it makes that character ten times better. I'm yes. so excited to see where they go with that. Yeah. Uh okay, okay. So it's all it's ranked pretty high for all of us. Now Shane Black, I agree, Scott. I think this is in Shane Black Black's top films. Um I rewatched The Nice Guys recently. Which I, like I, I really love that movie. Really love. Um, and so we should also be clear that this was a time where like Feige was sort of like, what if we fucked around a little bit? Let's try some new things. Let's throw some things at the wall. Let's just like go for it. Like, what do we do? And Robert Downey Jr. was like, this guy, Shane Black, the guy who made Lethal Weapon and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and like Predator, right? They're like, what if he... Uh, came and did sort of like an indie take on on this a Shane Black take on, on, on this character and like really close it out because he gave me a second shot with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang I'd right. like to give him a second shot with this yeah. Shane Black very thankfully takes it they're best friends so they work together super well you can feel that in Downey's performance it's one of the best films in the MCU I'm fucking I fucking love this movie if you're somebody who is going Iron Man 3 really guys go (laughs) back and watch it as one a Shane Black movie realize that it's the dude who did lethal fucking weapon it's that kind of movie the nice guys it's that kind of movie watch it like that number two it's a Christmas movie it is (laughs) it's a a really really good Christmas movie and it's Iron better Man than Die Hard. Lethal Weapon. And it's a great. No, what? <laughs> this. It's a great Iron Robert Downey. <laughs> it's a great Robert Downey Jr. performance, and it's a great twist on the character too. That we see yeah. this guy suffering PTSD, being fucked up after yes, the Avengers. Yes, I love that part on too. On a very personal 
level, like on a yeah. very. I love aftermath. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is what all the MCU is now because of like all the Disney Plus shows are aftermath because it's all after Endgame, so it's all yeah. them being like, "Fuck, th- this what is how I'm do? traumatized by that." Yeah. 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 And it's great, which I love it. But th- th- this is what I was talking about earlier with da- Downey Jr. is that in this movie and beyond, he finally is the guy who has seen the the fleets of alien spaceships in space and yes. then fell from another dimension down <laughs> in, in onto earth, earth again yeah this is yeah. what we're talking about like he he is a changed man completely we don't see any change from the beginning to the end of iron man 2 he in fact iron man 2 does this weird thing where he starts the movie the same dude Real he was at the beginning of, of iron man 1 yeah. So it's like, well, okay, where did all that work from Iron Man 1 go? So right. then Iron Man 2 is kind of just like a, he, he finds some robots and then it's over. Iron Man 3 gets to be like, okay, Tony Stark has lived through some shit. And like you said, Scott, it is a Tony Stark movie. Fucking love it. And Here the final, and the final the battle, just real quick, it's just gloriously over the top, but like perfectly balanced. Like the the fleet of suits that just come in and the, he's jumping yes. from one suit into another and Cheadle's like, hey, can I get a suit? And yeah. Cheadle's <laughs> great in it too. So yeah, let's, uh, do, let's do the list. So we have Guy Pierce, Aldrich Killian. Pass. Oh, pass. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, pass. <laughs> Absolute pass. He's great in this film. We love Guy, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce is, is really underrated in a lot of ways, uh, I think. A part that people forget about, but that I think is fantastic, yet underwritten, because I think she should have been the ultimate villain in the whole thing, Rebecca Hall. Oh, yeah. She's good. She's really pass. good. Yeah, pass. Pass, for sure. Pass. Uh, ben Kingsley as Trevor Slattery. Pass, in motherfucking pass. pass forever he, he till the end. hella passes in this. And quadruples his past status in Shang-Chi. For yeah. sure. He is so funny in that movie. Oh He's my so God. Good. Ben Kingsley's maybe in his top performances. Let's be straight I up. Just, He's so good in that well, movie. I love it. He might be his. Let's give God. I don't know. Well, it's the thing. <laughs> Sexy beast. I almost want to give more props to Ben Kingsley than Anthony Hopkins. And I love both of them, but Ben Kingsley, he's this masterful, lifelong, RSC, beautifully trained actor. And even in Shang-Chi, where he's playing this ridiculous... He's still acting his dick off in yeah, that. Yeah, his dick fell and off twice. And he's like, hey, I've played Gandhi, and he's probably played all of the main amazing characters in Shakespeare, but also watch me knock this character role out of the park. He played yeah. sexy Gandhi, let's be clear. So- <laughs> Sexy Gandhi. It's like Super a Beatles song. Gandhi. It's like a John Lennon solo song. <laughs> sexy Gandhi. Sexy Gandhi. Um, okay, Bill Maher as Bill Maher. Eh, fine. Whatever. Fuck Bill. I, I liked fail. his show um, and now I hate him, so fuck Bill Maher. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's a <laughs> bad joke. Um, uh, uh, Ty Simpkins as Harley Keener, the small child. Oh, he's great. Uh, Super pass. Yeah, pass, pass. He's pass. great. And then we get to see him again in Endgame. He's yeah. at the funeral. It's a really nice moment. Uh, spoiler alert, Iron Man dies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you son um, of a bitch. Someone else worth bringing up just because, and I forgot to in the first movie, is Sean Taub, who plays Ho Henson, Jensen, excuse me, uh, which is the man from the cave in Iron Man 1. Um, oh yeah. yeah, pass! Yeah, what a great pass. character! Yeah, yeah great, he's great. great, and then he, and he shows up in Iron up Man all Three, the time, and then, all the yeah, time, exactly. He's, he's, the show, he's great. Uh, okay, what's next, Scott? 
Next, we go back to 2013 and Thor The Dark World. Directed by Alan Taylor, which I don't understand. This is, That fell out of the blue to me, but yeah, sure. Thor The Dark World. What is it ranked for you guys? Uh, it is my number 25. Uh, 23 for me. Uh, 24 for me. Okay. So, our right. 23, 24, and 25, I think, are, are pretty similar. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's just boring. It's boring. It's it's, it's it's a retread of the same of the first movie, except it's on Asgard instead of on Earth. Yeah, um, and it's got a Doctor Who in it. It's got yeah. It has it's one a, of those. It does it's, have it's, one that's of those. It's all it's I remember a, about it. And it's a waste of him. It's a waste of Christopher Eccleston, who is is a really good actor, and yeah. Yeah, I, I think there's it, it's not unredeemable. It's not the worst thing in the world to watch. I don't hate it. It's just kind of boring and it doesn't become interesting until really for me until Loki and Thor hook up and then all of their banter and their exchanges is, is that stuff is good. Uh, and it's important in a, as a bullet point in the MCU because it's it's one of the you know, it, it's one of the stones. Uh, yeah, that's what he's hunting down is one of the stones, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There's just not much to say about it for me. Um, we have Christopher Eccleston as Malekith. Uh, he's fine. He looks cool. Soft pass, I guess. It's a soft (laughs) pass because it's just poorly, it's just not nothing there for him to do but snarl. Um, just because she gets a little bit bigger part in this one and then she we see her again in agents of shield right? was it shang chi no Wait. um jamie alexander as sif yeah she's also what was yeah. it she what was yeah. it she just popped up in where she was like or was it loki it was loki. Yeah, it, it was loki and then she where she's like beating the shit out of him uh, yeah or she's like hitting him every time and that's like his torture and she was um, in agents of shield she was one of those early crossovers that they got used. it got it yeah she's um, a pass and it's they try to do an you know an interesting love triangle story right but it, 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 it's not interesting shazam himself zachary levi as fandrel yeah, they're, everybody's fine. I don't even remember who yeah. that is. Yeah. He's one of the he's one of the Warriors Four or whatever Warriors Three. I can't remember what they. There's three or four of them. There's four. nine of them. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but besides that, there's really no one else in this movie. We don't really yeah. get introduced to new people. We get um, oh the big like giant uh night elf or whatever the fuck they're called is uh the guy from I think he's in like Lost and uh, some other things. His name's Atawale Akinoya. Agbaje, oh. he's fucking great. Um, but I think he's just like in makeup and a big pro- presence. Okay, let's move on because I don't care about this movie. Uh, <laughs> Captain America: The Winter Soldier, I believe, yeah. is next, right? Yeah, that is I remember. Correct. From 2014. This is the beginning of the Russo era. Uh, yes. This is when we start getting Russo, uh, you know, plans in place and sort of seeing. Um, uh, a, a new way of uh, a new way of looking at this is this is phase two, right? Are we in phase two yeah. still? Oh, yeah. yeah, and this you know it's also in bringing in the Russo brothers and and what they reference in this movie, we're also upping the actual filmmaking element of 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 these movies. Like we've, we've told these stories, but now we're starting to dig deep into you know influences and stuff like that yeah um yeah what's what's everybody's ranking for for winter soldier i have it as 16 okay scott i go it's number nine for me yeah nice yeah 
Mine, it's fifteen for me. Okay. It's. I mean, we're all kind of similar. I mean, it's it's one of those that it, the action is some of the best in the MCU. This is when they're trying to do kind of like nineteen seventies like spy film like type thrillers. Of thing. Yeah, they went it for feels a different that way, and style. it's good. a lot of yeah, a lot it, of French Connection and Three right, Days of the right. Condor being referenced and making right. it a political thriller, which is an element that is tricky to do and make interesting, like to bring in right. this insanely that this corruption exists in the mcu and that's part of it as much as thanos is a part of it um is really cool but this is this anthony mackie's first big big yeah entrance i love yeah. him bailey just froze oh for a second i thought we were just quiet no i got a my fucking am i back yeah, yes, you're back. you're back. My internet keeps dropping, so when oh, if we sorry. take a break, I might unplug it and do whatever. But for now, I think it's fine. Let's just edit this out. Uh, where were we? What were you saying? I just brought up this is Anthony Mackie's first big entrance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and absolutely. I love, I just love him in anything I see him in. Anyway. Yeah, this one rocks because we're starting to meet the new team of Avengers, right? This is right. we're we're getting a couple of we're, those we're, in we're, here. We're, we're starting to grow the team, and yeah. And, uh, you know, we're getting, uh, you know, Sharon Carter uh, as a character in it. And um, right. we get to, we get to they see kinda Sam. They kind of fuck up, but yeah. They do. Um, but we get Samuel L. Jackson in, in a different way. We see Nick Fury vulnerable in, in a very different way than we have right. before. We get to see, we have to see him deal with superiors, which is yeah. really interesting and becomes... Uh, a great dynamic and Robert Redford ends up being just a great villain and a great casting because he was in three days of the condor, which if right. you guys have never seen it and to huh. the yeah, audience is a great fucking thriller, Sidney Pollack, like 1979, yeah, Faye Dunaway, Robert Redford. And you're just like, what in the fuck is happening? Like, yeah. And you know, I think, I think a lot of people would put this in their top five even like marvel movies so i know people who put it as their number one because it has those ties into that that homage to those kind of films and i think i think it really works i fucking love a lot of the action in this it lives it lives you know kind of in the middle for me though in terms of like what it's doing for the rest of the mcu uh but as a one-off it's really fun to rewatch. Um, we get a lot of Scarlett Johansson in this one. This is a, a nice, like our first time really seeing Chris Evans and, and uh, black widows relationship. And they or excuse me. I don't know why I used one of their real names. Or one of the, <laughs> um, uh, Steve and, and Natasha's like relationship really gets, we get a lot of that in this and, one. I mean, and even it, the and, final shot is, you know, and it pays off so much, so well later. And, right. It's great. And, 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 Especially and a in lot Endgame, of, yeah. yeah. In a lot of ways it's redeeming, that character that you know was yeah. weirdly written in Iron Man too, but yeah, I like it a lot. Robert Redford as Alexander Pierce, yes. super pass, super pass, yeah, yes. yeah. phenomenal. Uh, Anthony Mackie as Sam yes. Wilson, super pass, super so pass, good. especially throughout the whole MCU. I mean, just like he popped the first time in this one, I was like, oh shit, this guy's gonna be great, and now he has taken that role completely. I mean, like when he pops up in Ant Man as kind of like a bit role, you're sort of like, oh they, oh they're giving him like little stuff to do. That's fun, but now he's like, I mean, well now he's. Captain fucking America. Captain Spoiler America alert. Now. But he he is just um he I think he's gonna be one of the linchpins too. We were talking about Cheadle being that I think he will be too. He's mm. just uh yeah. top of his game in these movies. Um 
Frank Grio as Brock Rumlow, aka uh, what is what is his name? Uh, uh, forget. I always I forget. forget. It's yeah. it's Bone Crusher, bone, bone Crusher, something like bone that. Crusher, oh yeah, he's like fun. That. He's yeah. great. And yeah, and he pays off more later, and especially when we do the the time travel shit, like he does a great job, and uh, he, he's just a fascinating physical crossbones, presence. crossbones, crossbones. crossbones. That's yes, it. Thank yes, you. Yes. But he's just a great physical presence as well, and he's 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 understated and smart. Like you can see that this is a smart dude playing this yeah. character, and I dig it. I dig it. And he's really great when he pops up in Civil War, and uh, he comes back in uh, Endgame when they're back in time because of the the elevator scene. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that. He's great. Uh, okay. Uh, wait, is there anybody else in this one? I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, what's her name is Sharon oh Parker. Emily Van Camp Emily Van Camp which they they don't use her great but the, now she's going to be agent 13 yeah oh cool so, so yeah. and that's yeah, kind of cool her arc in in uh Falcon and Winter Soldier was cool so yeah, yeah pass 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 her her arc in Falcon and Winter Soldier is awesome and CJ I think you need to watch that because you're going to love her her turn in this it's really it's really I solid. will get to the TV shows one of these days for sure dig one dig of em. these days I'm going to see days. my savior face to face oh no yeah. um okay next what's next we go to 2014 and we go to Guardians of the Galaxy Holy shit. Um, I'm going to blow my countdown. Well, actually, these come one right after the other, don't they? Uh, the Guardians no. do? No, there's stuff in between. Oh, Guardians, they were Ultron, one. Ant-Man, yeah. Civil War, Strange, and then Volume 2. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to blow my countdown up and just say I put both of the Guardians of the Galaxy at 9 and 10. Like oh, they could wow. interchange. I enjoyed both of them so much. And I think I remember whenever we did, we did a remote rewatch of them last year. And I feel like, I, didn't we watch them like chronologically? I we think we did watch them chronologically and, and they are back to back chronologically. They're yes. both so great. And they were such a much needed break for the two movies they fall in between. Mm hmm. The, the soundtrack, the look of it, the characters. I fucking hate Chris Pratt as a person, but I like both of those movies. So they're both at nine and 10 for me. Yeah, Guardians, uh, the first one is at number 10 for me. I liked it a lot. Wow. I, uh, where's it at for you, Bailey? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 is number 20 for me. Ooh, what? All right. That's insane. Um, <laughs> like I said, 20 and above are like my, like Avengers is 19. Like I like it slightly less than Avengers. I really like this movie. I love where it has led us in the MCU with all the cosmic stuff. Uh, I think some of the performances are great on rewatch. I'm sort of like, yeah, fun, cool, great. And then I kind of move on from it. And the second one, uh, I'll blow up mine too, is lower than that. I, I oh. think I don't like the second one. I think it's a bad movie. I think, um, oh, wow. I think Russell's like fine in it. And besides that, I don't like the movie. I, oh, okay. I, but okay. I'll, we'll get into that. The first one is, is good. I think it's right. very good. I think that that it's number 20 because it begins the ones where I'm like, yeah, I like that movie. I will watch that. You want to watch that right now? Let's let's put it on. Yeah. Okay. I will laugh through the whole thing and enjoy it. Um, I think part of it also is that with this one and the second one is that I don't have a lot of nostalgia for the songs that they use. I dig. 
Yeah, like part of that. me is sort of like, oh, you could have chosen a better song for this, but okay, sure. You know, like I know a lot of people love it, but the soundtrack didn't hit for me and it does for a lot of people. Yeah, it Guardians does is hit fine. for me. It does hit for me, yeah. However, yeah. it does introduce a metric shit ton of new characters, which uh -huh. is something I, I do love. And I was really surprised by this movie when I walked out of it. I will say that it just has died for me a little bit since we've made other cosmic type things like Ragnarok and... Sure. And other things. I do like James Gunn. I think he. I think he's good and uh, yeah. works well with these people. All right, guys. Here we go. Yeah. Chris Pratt as Star Lord. He's a great actor. Pass. I just don't like him as a person. <laughs> pass. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Soft pass. I think he's good. I think, um, especially his dynamic with Thor is so funny. Yes. Yeah. As a they, I, sure. they play that up so well. I really like him in. Um, in the uh, Infinity Saga stuff. For uh, sure. I think that really works. Agreed, agreed. Zoe Saldana as Gamora, one of my favorite Big, characters pass. in the MCU. Pass. Yeah, yeah, she's so good. She's so good. Maybe in my top three passes. Like, honestly, like I think she's just perfect in it. I think uh, her stuff in Endgame, though small, is great. Yep. Um, we love we love Gamora. We love Gamora. And mm -hmm. the Thanos connections, this is when we start really learning about Thanos. And yep. I'm obsessed. Uh, well, and okay. I love. I also love the idea about you're introducing like this super heavy, scary, ultimate bad guy in these kind of like lighter, funnier yeah. films. Yeah. I I dig that whole idea. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Dave Bautista as Drax. Big super time pass. pass. Yes, super he's pass. so good. He's I, so and I was good. Surprised. And like, yeah, it's it's a really hard character to play. To play a stoic person and to nail the funny every time you deliver a line is really, really hard. And he's he just has one fantastic. of the funniest moments of Infinity War right before they get to nowhere. And he's um, oh, watching them. He and Zoe, Sel uh, Chris Pratt and Zoe Saldana are having like a moment, and then you hear like a crunch, and they turn and Drax is eating space nuts or whatever, and they're like, space "But nuts. how long have you been there?" And he's like, "The entire time, the whole time, thirty minutes." You can't. I, I've mastered the art of moving so slowly that you can't see me. But then he's like slowly eating the peanut. We can, we can still see you. No, you can't. I'm I'm so slow. <laughs> and we cannot ignore the fact that he fucking murders it in Dune. Oh as man! A, yeah. As so a completely good. different character, but also as kind of a same character. It's well, like just taking like the comedy completely versus, out. Yes, of it. What character. if you took the comedy out of Drax completely? Yeah, and it works. It fucking works. He's, he's great. He's I hope he has a actor. long career. Yeah, he's a good actor. I would argue better actor than The Rock. Uh, oh yeah, without in terms question. Of people coming out of the wrestling world. Um, Vin Diesel as Groot. Yo, soy Groot. Pass. Yes. Pass. pass huge pass also he does all of his voice performances wearing stilts <laughs> he also um does it for every language yes yo soy group yes yo soy group um he does it for every language i think he's a badass and he's fucking awesome Just bradley cooper Jusu uh bradley, bradley cooper Co as rocket super pass rocket super pass rocket ends up being just a fantastic character and, they and do the fact that he's the only one moments. left in endgame of yeah. the guardians crew and you're just like fuck dude well karen gillings well right but like that's not his crew that's somebody he's been fighting against for right. forever you know right. like it's right. not he she's not a guardian yet yet you know so yeah, yeah. well yeah. i think she is now i think she, she is now yeah that. i guess um 
Lee Pace as Ronan the Destroyer or Ronan the Conqueror. What's his the Conqueror? He's he's a pass for me and uh, he's so good. He's he's always good. He nails everything he does and we love Lee Pace. Love it. He's even good in the Hobbit movies. He's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Michael Rooker as Yondu. Super fucking pass. <sighs> and that's love why Yondu. volume. That's why volume two he's is, is much too. higher for me when we. When we get to volume two, he's yeah. great. Love Yondu him. fucking rocks. Uh, I love. He's also a, he's he's menacing, especially in the first one. He's he you you don't know if he's gonna turn and fuck over the guardians. You don't know if he, like you don't really know where he's at at any point, even in the second one. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he can literally just fucking kill you with a whistle is radical. Yeah, I I think he's a badass. I love yeah. uh, that character. And Rooker is he's just great. Rooker's just great. He's mm -hmm. he. Yeah, okay. Uh, Karen Gillan as Nebula. I wish y'all could have seen my face where I got to, like, the end of her first season of Doctor Who and realized that she was Nebula. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, she I kind of lost my mind. She transforms. She's awesome. she She's transformative. She's also in the Jumanji movies. Yeah. And, and she's, she's fantastic in them, but she plays, like... A little girl stuck in like a action star's body or whatever, but you would never know it's Nebula ever in a million years. No, it's no. She's incredible. Awesome. She's, she's, she's awesome. Great. Uh, a few others to mention that because they pop up in other places. Benicio del Toro as the Collector. Always yeah, pass. This is so Space great. Benicio. He's having such when, a good time. You know, he does this performance, and then he's also in Star Wars: Last Jedi, and he's got. He's got in both of them. He's playing just like a ridiculous. What the fuck are you doing? I'm in space. I'm space Nicio. I don't know how to feel. Like he he is so fucking good uh, in these movies. I love him. Also, did you know that he and Jeff Goldblum's character are brothers in canon? Yes, yeah. I love that. Yeah, that makes fun sense. story. Uh, some other people that pop up but don't show up again. John C. Riley, who I think dies. Glenn Pass. Close as Nova Prime. Yeah. Pass. They're fine. Um, uh, Sean Gunn as Craglin. Pass. He's so great. Like I don't He also care. does all of the onset rocket stuff. Yes. So oh. he so that Bradley Cooper he's like Bradley Cooper's stand-in for all of that kind of yeah. shit. All right, cool. Um, and then there's like, you know, there's other people worth talking about, but we're not going to. Uh, okay, what's the next one? Avengers Age of Ultron 2015. A movie that not a lot of people love. Uh, doesn't go high on a lot of people's lists, but uh, it's pretty high on my list. You want to know where it is? Yeah. Where's it number, number 12. That's a little, little high for me. I like this movie a great deal. Go I do ahead. too. Uh, I Especially had a, now, I like it even better now after What If and uh, WandaVision uh, and things that it. have. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's 18 for me, okay. um, and that's only just because I think it gets a little long-winded uh, in the third act. But I still love it. We get we get Wanda, we get the twins in it. We get, we get Vision, we get fucking Vision. Yeah, and yes. um, and Spader's cool, and it's in a very important movie in in the storytelling right it's it my number eight i am a big fan of wow. complicated villains yeah. but also the what have we wrought plot lines what have we done what have yeah. we created yes. and i yes. love that that's my argument for it siege 
That's yeah. 100% my argument for it is the, this is the first time of the, like, I mean, there's a little bit of that with like Tony's suits and like in three and like whatever. And you're kind of like, Oh no, like what has he done? But it's like, not really, not, yeah. not in that, not to that extent. This is the first time where it's like, Tony is getting cocky again. Mm-hmm. He's being like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a good guy now. I'm fully Iron Man. I have, I've dealt with my trauma. I'm ready to save the world. I'm ready to put a, a, an armor suit around the world, whatever that takes. And it's going to start with this Jarvis, um, uh, uh, hybrid thing. And, and this is the first time we get to see he and Ruffalo really like working together in a fun way. And they build him and th- this idea that comes up later that, that vision is or or like Ultron is um but but vision is Ultron and Tony and Jarvis Ruffalo. and Ruffalo like yeah. that is vision like he is all of their minds in one and so then that means that Ultron is is both Tony and uh Ruffalo in some ways and so you do kind of feel for him and he's this it's like this newborn baby thing where he's just like I don't understand this world. Yeah. I don't know how to be here. That was a pretty good Spader. Spader <laughs> fucking rules in this movie. He's great. Yeah. He's fucking great. rules in this movie. That bumps it up enough for me, but everyone else is giving crazy good performances. Uh, I, I love the opening fucking action sequence of this movie is radical. Everyone fighting together for the first time since, mm-hmm. the, since Avengers. Yeah. Um, there's really no one uh uh like super crazy in terms of the big avengers that's like giving like a, a next level performance in this one i think tony has some moments but this is when we get let, well let's start here james spader is ultron pass or fail pass major pass yes this is when we finally meet wanda maximoff the scarlet witch elizabeth olsen pass or fail pass. super pass and super her pass. work in wandavision is extraordinary WandaVision and, and alone news. like wins her a pass, even if she had just phoned in the rest of her shit. Right. I also do like her a lot in Civil War. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, when she, that's when she and um, Vision really start having their thing and whatnot, or like actually uh, interacting in some way, because um, he's like watching her when she's supposed to be uh, like grounded or whatever. Uh, okay, uh, Paul Bettany as Vision, super pass. Pass, 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 pass. Yeah, pass. he's fantastic. He brings a, a, a gravitas that we haven't really seen even from, like, the Thor movies yet, right? Like, he's right. he's bringing a, a kind of next... Uh, it's transcendent. I don't know. It's transcendent. I don't know what else to say about it. He's really good. Here's a bad one. Aaron Taylor Johnson as Pietro Maximoff, a.k.a. Quicksilver. Yeah, it... it, it... He's okay in it, and I generally like him. I'm going to do a soft fail. Um, I also think that they kind of, they just give, they shoehorn that character in and give him less than than what Wanda gets um, is my only criticism of that. But he's he's fine. and, and Well, he's, he's purely there to be the, the Wanda, like, catalyst, thing, catalyst that yeah. sends her into Scarlet Witchness, yeah. right? Yeah. N- but the the fucked up part, and this is not necessarily his part, even though his fault, even though I think he's not good in this. Um, I give him a fail. What do you give him, Siege? 
Oh, yeah, a fail only because I don't even really remember him. Yeah, he's boring. He's just there to die, and it, it sucks, because especially because they had just a couple years before, I think, had just done Quicksilver in the X-Men universe with First Class, or was mm-hmm. it Days of Future Past, one of yeah, the two? Yeah, one of those. And he is, it's Evan Peters, um, and he's phenomenal, and the way that they do the the fast movement, yeah. and the way that the the comedy works with that is so genius and precise that they couldn't replicate that. So they kind of just like did this. He's just zooming around, and you're kind of just like, okay, I guess yeah. he's fast, boring, and it's like it's I I don't care enough. But then Evan Peters, who is technically in the MCU now, yeah. uh, pops up in WandaVision. Uh, spoiler alert, and he, he's just great he's, he's great. really good he's and it just famous. makes me want him to be the pietro in in ultron except then he would die and it doesn't matter so yeah. whatever yeah um okay uh i don't think there's anybody else that pops up that's new in this oh no. yes there is this is actually the first time we meet linda cardellini laura barton oh yes yeah. pass. pass super pass yes. definitely a pass she does she does great work in this um oh 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 someone else we meet in this film Andy Serkis as Ulysses Claw. Oh, he's great. Pass. This yeah. might be when he loses his arm, actually. Yeah, he does. I think That's it might be. He gets yeah, so when fucking jacked Claw. for these movies. He's I so never jacked. knew he was yeah. so jacked. Yeah, he's fucking um, What's next? What's after Age of Ultron? Is it we Ant-Man? We go to 2015 and we're talking about Ant-Man. Yeah. That's right. The Peyton Reed directed, written by Edgar Wright, Joe Cornish, and Adam McKay with, a, with some help from Paul Rudd. Uh, one of my favorite scripts, favorite screenplays of the MCU. What does this rank for you guys? It, it ultimately, I gave it, I put it at 17. I honestly didn't know what to do. I love Paul Rudd. And he's brilliant is this character. He's so endearing and so charming and gives a layer, of, not of just levity, but of just like likability and lovability throughout all of the movies. Um, but I couldn't figure out exactly where to put him. The villain in this is super weak. I'm not a big Corey Stoll fan. And, sure. <laughs> um, but Michael Pena is fantastic. Um, yes, Michael it, Pena is transcendent. In I wrote that Paul, Paul Rudd is America's sweetheart, and yeah. I think that that's true now. Uh, but I, I love it, and it's it's it is sort of infinitely rewatchable. It often is playing in the background here at home while I'm doing stuff, and so I, I like it. What's everybody? I recommend you putting the movie back on tonight if you're bored and rewatching it and like really digging in it, digging into the, uh, the comedy side of it, the Michael Pena stuff, the Bobby oh, Cannavale super fu- stuff. Super funny. Yeah. Okay. Just saying, or not Bobby Cannavale. What's the, what's the no, dude's Bobby name? Cannavale's that... in it. No, he Michael... is, but I'm thinking, and that's not who I'm thinking. Oh, Michael of. Pena. Uh... You're thinking about what's his name from Dune is the sort yes, of Armenian Russian Dune. guy. Uh, is it David Desmalchen? Yes, that's it. Yes. Something that's like it. that. Yeah. Yes, yes, He's yes. fucking great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, he's uh, also in the new Suicide is... Squad. He was really good in that. Yeah, the whole crew on that is 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 fucking great. Where'd you have it, Siege? I put it at seventeen too, and it was really just because I, it's same thing. I just didn't know what to do. I remember enjoying it a lot, and I love Paul Rudd, and I love the little girl in it. She's adorable. Uh, well, but <clears throat> yeah, yeah. His Aunt. daughter's in this, right? Man. Yeah. And yeah. man is my. Number 10. All right. Wow. I think this wow. is an underrated film. 
I think uh, the comedy alone in it is so different than any other movie, period, ever. I think the things that Michael Pena is doing in this movie, whenever he tells a story and it sort of does a cut scene, like Ocean's Eleven cut scene of like what he is telling and you're like, wait, what? He is... It's this movie is really good. Corey Stoll is not my favorite villain. I agree, but Yellow Jacket as a villain is a sick villain. And those fights where they're going back and forth between small and big, I think mm. it's some of the best action work in the MCU. Oh. And also, Ant Man and the Wasp is pretty high for me as well. I really like that film. I may have to also Ti fair- is good in this. Ti is great in this. I may have a little bit of a block on this because. Edgar Wright was supposed to direct it and they had the falling out. He still gets the screenplay credit. And I'm every time I watch it, I'm like, Oh, what would Edgar Wright would have? That'd have been fun. It would have been. I don't think it would have had as much um, heart though. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, okay, here's some here's some performances that are worth bringing up because we mo- we meet some new people here too. We're we're deep into phase two. So uh, Paul Rudd as Scott Lang, Ant Man. Super pass. Hard pass. Hardcore yeah. pass. Michael Douglas is Doctor Hank Pym. Pass. Pass. Oh God. Big yeah. pass. It's I Michael love Douglas. him in all of these great. movies. And, and yeah. he's got he he has some really funny moments too. Like yeah. just fucking with with he's with he's fantastic. Evangeline Lilly, one of my new favorite oh. uh, superheroes. The Wasp. Yeah, the Wasp. She, she's, Hope Van Dyne. Yeah, she's fantastic. I, I, I think she's a really good actress who has not gotten a chance to really spread her wings. No pun intended. Uh, but I like her. Pass. Yeah, Pass. she's great. My dad loves her. He's never seen any of these movies, and he paid for a ticket to see Ant-Man and Wasp just because he saw Evangeline Lilly on the poster. Did he watch Lost or something? No, he just, I can't remember why. He just really likes Evangeline Lilly. The Hobbit movies? No, he hasn't even seen those. I don't know. He just really likes her. All right. (laughs) Corey Stoll as Yellow Jacket, Darren Cross. He's a soft fail for me. I, I'm, I'm just not a fan. Yeah, soft uh, fail. Uh, uh, just not a fan. I'm gonna give him a gentleman's pass. Uh, uh, Michael Pena, pass. He's pass. hilarious. Pass. pass. David Desmalkian, pass. 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 Ti, pass. Pass. Uh, Bobby Cannavale, pass. His pass. stuff in this is fun because this is the whole like he's the new boyfriend slash fiance of of. Paul Rudd's ex, and so yeah. all that stuff is really funny and interesting. Right. Judy Greer, one of my favorite actresses. Pass. She's great. Super yeah, fast. She's great. She's really good. Um, I don't think there's anybody else worth talking about. Oh, the little but... girl. What's the actress's name? Oh, yeah, the little girl. Uh, Abby Ryder Fortson. She's yeah. She's yeah. she's very Charm- cute. Great. She's very good. Charm- she and does Paul not. Rudd are great yeah. together. Yeah. 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 She obviously is not the same actress who plays her in Endgame. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah. Okay. What is after Ant Man? I think we're headed into Phase Three. Does that mean we need to take a break, or does that this mean we will keep be, going? This next one will be our our break. We're going to end the episode on Captain America: Civil War from 2016. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna do it, or we're gonna yeah, stop no, we're gonna do okay. it, and okay. then we'll then we'll we'll close out for this Captain this America: Civil part. War, the introduction of two of my favorite characters in the MCU, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Black Panther and Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, where do you guys rank this? Siege. I have it at nineteen. What in the fuck? Well, and here's here's my reason. The first oh. time I watched it, I had a night where I was just <laughs> looking for a movie, and I think this was when Netflix. It was before Disney Plus, and I put this on. I'm like, why not? And I hadn't seen the movies around it, and I was so confused. Um, 
I, there's just other movies I like way better than this one. That's all. I don't hate it. I love it. I get it. But it's 19 for me. Scott. It, it's number four for me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's way up there. I think it's, I think it's some of the best Marvel storytelling. I think it's some of the best balancing of character conflict that starts with, with Tony and Steve and then works its way down. I think everybody fucking serves up the right shit. We meet Black Panther. We meet Spider-Man. We meet Tom Holland's Spider-Man for the first time. And both of those are just badass. And the way that all of the characters come together and that it's an awesome final battle scene too. And we get Zemo. We get Zemo. Baron Zemo, a phenomenal villain, though not really a villain, but also still a villain in the best ways. Uh, Number nine for me. Okay, right Yeah, it's in my top ten for sure. Uh, The first time I saw it and Tom Holland jumped into frame as Spider-Man, I was just like, oh, they did it. They found him. Toby's great. Toby McGuire's great. Andrew Garfield's whatever. But fucking Tom Holland's my favorite. Tom Holland, dude. He is Peter Parker. He's the yeah. one right out of the yeah. comics. He's the one that you want quipping and whipping. I, I, he's so fucking good. This movie rocks. It balances so many characters. Nobody is wrong. Nobody is right. I think that's what I like about it. I think that's what a lot of people don't like about it. But it, I love the gray areas. I love that they're they're talking about like bureaucracy and they're talking about like you know like li- li- literal political turmoil that is happening from these movies before them. And, and you get Wanda and vision start to have their uh, moments together and things like that. I think it's a good movie. I think it's, I think it's uh it's fun to watch. It's very Russo. I'm so in for all the Russo movies. Uh, I love it. It's number nine for me. Uh, here are some of the new people in this movie. Here we go. Chadwick Boseman, the late great Motherfucking pass. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Uh like I said before, just one of those Christopher Reeves moments where you're just like, "Oh, he is yep. Oh, it's him. It's it is actually T'Challa." Okay, cool. Awesome. Uh perfect. Um Tom Holland as Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Super pass. pass. Favorite Spider-Man. Maybe the hardest pass in the the, the biggest pass in the entire MCU for me. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I think that's it's him. Uh, Daniel Brule as Zemo. Fucking great. He's great. So good. And he shows up in the twist in uh, uh, Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier series. He's great in that. Yeah. And, it's oh, a great yeah, character. Pass. Yeah, he's super fast. Uh, Martin Freeman as Everett K. Ross. Yeah, he's, he's, super he's really great in Black Panther. And he's great in Black Panther. He and Andy Serkis are the Tolkien white guys in that movie. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good joke. Because uh, they're both in the fucking Lord I got of the you. We got you. Understand. Okay. We got yeah, it. in case anybody it. thought I was making a bad joke. Um, okay, Marissa Tomei as Mae Parker. Fucking awesome. He's awesome. So good. So good. Uh, uh, the the ph- phenomenal South American playwright John Connie as King T'Chaka. He's great. Pass. He's marvelous. Yeah. Yeah. Pass. Super pass. He's really good. He does a really great job. Uh, and then the only other person I want to bring up, even though she doesn't matter in any way she perform except in this movie, and she also exists in the Netflix Marvel universe because she's one of the bad guys on Luke Cage, is Alfre Woodard. Yes. As the mother of one of the people killed in Sokovia. Yes. She's, she's it's a great moment and she's the reason why Tony goes against Steve. Uh, Steve. Yeah. 
and it's she's it's a phenomenal scene i think it's it's always worth talking about okay yeah next that's it that's, that's it. all we're gonna do today holy gonna... fuck we talked for like seven hours yeah. um <laughs> And we're only halfway we're done. We're only halfway there. We have plenty more to do, and then we're going to go through and make sure you hear all of our rankings all the way through. But uh, do you guys have anything you want to sh- throw out there? Do you have any L.A. spotlights? Stuff coming. Um, How We Got On by Idris Goodwin will open at the Sacred Fools Theater on January 28th. Get ready. Tickets go on sale at the beginning of January. Uh, And it's a marvelous story set in the 1980s around the explosion of hip-hop and rap. And it's about three young people finding their voice and finding their art and finding their camaraderie and their identity. And it's beautiful. And it's going to be directed by our friend Jamie Robledo, who's been a guest on the show. And I'm producing it and i'm very excited uh check out sacredfools.org or uh check us out on instagram and twitter if you want to see pictures of the cast um and yeah that's all i got come see head over heels at the pasadena playhouse (laughs) it's really fun apparently cj and scott had a good time it was it was pure joy like it really was joyous if you hate the go-go's and i can't imagine maybe don't go but like if you don't even know who the Go-Go's are, don't go, like go go-go's, see the show. Don't, don't go. go. If you don't like the Go-Go's, don't go, go, go. Don't go, go. You know what I mean? Uh. Uh, yeah, sure. I love you guys deeply. Uh, love you. I love the listeners deeply. Thank you all for joining us for another episode of Theater theater and Stuff. Uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe talk through. This has been something I've wanted to do for a long time and put it out into the world so that people can hear my thoughts, hear your thoughts. I want you to know uh, we love you. Please send us some fucking reviews and subscribe and rate and review. Uh, Yeah, questions, comments. Do you want to reach us in any way? You can reach us via email, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Scott. Thank you, CJ. A big shout out to Pamela Quinn for writing our special N Stuff uh, theme song. She contributes to every episode and she's an amazing human being. Another big shout out to Ryan Thomas Johnson for writing our theme song, which you are about to hear. I don't mean to be provocative, but our theme song is better than your theme song. It's true. He also writes all of our stingers as an all around A-OK guy. Finally, to the great Annie Baker, Pulitzer Prize winning playwright for writing every single one of our episodes and she doesn't even know it. And one day, Annie Baker, we're going to buy you a beer. I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair. I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair. I'm going to wash that Iron Man out of my hair and send him on his way. Later, everybody. The theater, the theater. Theater, theater.